Recorded live. What's good, everyone? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Movement Boxing Podcast. Uh, you know, we do this thing pretty much weekly, consistently on a, on a consistent basis. Um, give you the best boxing news, the latest, you know, analyzing and breaking these uh, boxing matches down. Um, you got me, co-host Twine, Levit- Twine Divine Leviti of HoopJab.com. Uh, you know, we got Bogart. Uh, the truth and facts about boxing on the day. Uh, his partner in crime, Bernard, can be on. Previous uh, engagement he had to be at, you know, but we can hold it down for him. Also, our brother, Big Cool, from Colossal Boxing Talk. So, you know, we're going to uh, big up our homies and uh, hold it down for him today on the show. You know, get it in. We got a lot of good topics to go over. You know, it's a big weekend of boxing, like a really, really <laughs> big weekend of boxing matches. Uh, Plus yeah. all the other news that's coming right. out right now, so we gonna we gonna get it in today, man. Uh, and let me just how y'all doing, right today, fellas? Uh, we got TK on as well, you know, the, from the guys of Boston Talk. You know what I'm saying? As usual, our analyst breakdown expert. You know, so what's good with y'all fellas today, man? What's good, fam? I'm good, and I just want to say right now to everybody, I am not gonna be PG. I'm gonna be as rated fucking R as possible because I got a lot of shit. That's been pissing me off over the fucking weekend about boxing. Yeah, um, you, you might get some heat, some, some heated, you might get some heated debates, <laughs> man, today. Uh, but Bo, <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait a minute. What that light skinned nigga over there say? What he say? <laughs> I, said, I said it's a foul, goddamn time. I'm tired of that Disney Channel Nickelodeon ass personality, nigga. <laughs> Don't be hating because I got older and got wiser. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, I just wanted to answer a quick question for Bo. He asked me what made me the divinity. Um, I'll tell you real quick. I'm so benevolent and all-knowing. That's what makes me the divinity. So, you know, just remember that and recognize, fella. Um, <laughs> Did you need to pass some of that bullshit? Did you need to pass some of that off to the W fucking DA so they can find their goddamn divinity called integrity, goddammit? No doubt. No doubt. I agree 100%. Uh, we better go ahead and start off with the show, man. We had a, a nice weekend, the fights last weekend, so we're going to start off with a couple of reviews of some things. Uh, we had the Cruiserweight belt with the the IBF title with Dennis Lebedev being on, on the line against up-and-coming Cruiserweight Nura Gassiev. And, uh, man, pretty pretty controversial decision. I'm, you know, I've been seeing some, uh, some thoughts about it as far as uh, people thinking it was controversial. That's it. I'm going to uh, try and flip it up. We usually let 2K do his breakdown. I'm going to go to Bo this weekend, you know, try and flip it up, you know. Uh, but what did you think of the fight? What did you think of Gassia winning the fight? Uh, there's a lot of things in this fight that was pretty messed up. Uh, for those that, that you don't know, Lebedev is IBF and WBA champion uh, for the Cruiserweight division. Um, only one of his belts was on the line due to a last-minute petition he put into the WBA to make sure that that shit was – not put on the line, and that just didn't sit well with me. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and pass it on to Bo. Man, what you got to say about this one, man? That shit didn't sit well with me either. It was, it, it was. Uh, uh, I, I was going to say Richard um, uh, Comey Part 2, but I'm going to have to call it Part 3 because we, what you're going to talk about later is ass fucking bitched again. But, mm. no, nah, that, that shit didn't sit well with me either because, the bottom line, listen, the WBA is doing a great disservice to fucking boxing into these fighters. You know, they, yeah. this shit 
that they doing with letting motherfuckers petition for this and petition for that and 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 all of that. This is some this some goddamn bullshit. Both the belts should have been on the line. This dude loses a fight, and he still get to walk around saying I'm champion. Like how the fuck do you walk back to your dressing room? Like well I lost one belt but I still got my other one. How the fuck do you do that with pride? How the fuck do you do that shit with pride? You know. Yeah. But as but as far as it being controversial, I'm kind of getting tired of people calling close fights controversial. Like, what the fuck are y'all watching? You know, yeah. just because you hear just because you hear uh, just because you hear an announcer giving an erroneous fucking scorecard, or you know what I'm saying, or you hear the judges giving an erroneous fucking scorecard. All right, don't necessarily mean that it's controversial. It was a close fight. Now I when I, I, I scored this fight, I had gas up winning this fight. Not by much. Yeah, it's hands hands down though. Like it wasn't anything controversial about it to me either. But that's just right, what I've been seeing. Now, I'm gonna tell you what I liked. Um, from uh, Lebedev, what I did like from Lebedev was he was moving in and out. Uh, from, uh, surprisingly, he was able to hit the taller man with his jab. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, what the fuck is with guys getting hit with this goddamn jab? He was surprisingly he was able to hit him with the jab. Um. In the early parts of the fight, I want to say rounds one, round two, he, you know, he seemed to be the more busier fighter, the more active fighter. He was moving in and out. He was uh, throwing punches in combination. And one thing he started out doing, but for some reason it slipped his mind, he was throwing the straight left. And that shit was landing. Well, for some fucking reason, I think around four or five, he just forgot about that fucking punch. Whatever, whatever the case may be. So right, it, could be goes, uh, it could be that knockdown body punch. Well, like it happened in well, the and, and that, that's the another thing. That body punch, I think, took a lot of steam. Like, I, I noticed after that, after that knockdown from that body punch, that it took a lot of steam out of him as far as him wanting to let his hands go throwing a one, two, three, four, and getting out. He just was just trying to get in, and he wasn't trying to put a lot of mustard behind his punches after that body punch. He just was trying to hit him and be on his feet so he can get out the way for for any return. On Gasser's end, what he did very well was. Um, he started out trying, like, for I, I don't I don't know what the fuck it is. It kind of, you know, what is with these tall fighters fighting small? I just don't fucking get it. That shit had me beating myself in the head with, like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Letting this dude, you know, trying to, uh, uh, letting the dude get on the inside, fighting on the inside. Use your range, use your distance. Now, he was able to connect with his jab. He threw the stay right a couple times. Um, he got to the body, and I noticed when he got to Leatherdale's body, and he knew he could hurt him to the body. That seemed to be the only thing he was looking to try to do, was just getting in him to the body. I disagree, um, but go ahead. Go ahead, Bo. I disagree okay. with that statement, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but, That's okay. Let, let the debate begin, man. That's what we're on here for. Yeah, hey, you nah, talking about all the damn time, fellas. Nah, I, want, so, I, want yeah. to I want Bo to finish because he, he's yeah. trying to prove yeah. his point. Go ahead, go ahead, Bo. But he, um, the thing about Gasell is I felt – and I could be wrong. I felt he started gassing out toward the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he it seemed like he was gassed a little bit, and uh, that was giving Lebedev a chance to come back and mm-hmm. uh, you know get some punches in, uh, mm-hmm. gain a little confidence back. Another thing was um, um, when you know he was like you know what neither one of these dudes whatever they were doing. In the early part of the fight that was making them successful, it seems like in the second half of the fight they just forgot about that shit. And I just, I, I'm like, man, what? what like, like I said, Lebedev was landing his jab when he was throw the straight left. That motherfucker was landing every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why did he abandon that? 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why did you abandon that jail? Why did you abandon straight left? Um, it's, uh, uh, same thing with, with, with uh, 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 gossip. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm saying, for the, I'm like, for the sake of my life, well, fucking gossip maintain fucking foot position. Like, when you're fighting a lefty, you got to keep your foot on the outside. If you watch Nicholas Walton yeah. yeah. and, and Lomachenko, yeah. Lomachenko, when Nicholas Walton had success, only, there was only two moments he had it, is when his foot was on the outside of Lomachenko. And Lomachenko no. um, was able to turn this motherfucking goose and I, I, I swear for Lord, uh, 2K used this, this, this phrase, Goose was fighting like he had concrete motherfucking feet all, like, like somebody tied a boulder to his ass. I mean, this dude was, I mean, he was, I'm not going to say slow, but Lebedev was able to spin him around. And while being spent around, the only thing I felt Lebedev did do was when he was spinning him around, he should have made him pay a couple times for, 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 for allowing him to be in that position, but he didn't. But to say the fight was controversial, no, it wasn't controversial. It was a close fight. I had Goose winning, but mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. But I watched both these dudes, and I was licking my chops for, for Usyk, like, he gonna he gonna nah. put you two motherfuckers up. Nah, nah, nah they, nah, they not they not easy. fucking with Usyk, man. Usyk no, has, has above water the uh, the no. man at one ninety. You know, yeah, you know, but, yeah, but that's that's that you know that's my break on that. Uh, but as far as the WBA is concerned, man, <laughs> something needs to be done about these motherfuckers. Really, I mean, this shit is bad. This, this fucking shit is horrible. How do you go back to like I said? How do you go back to the dressing room and call yourself? a champion when you just lost the fucking fight. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Like, how do you justify him having another the title defense? With I mean, how else? many years does it take to motherfucking consolidate two belts? I'm, I'm like, they've been saying this shit since, <laughs> what, what, 2014? 2000, they they're not really trying to do it. They're not really trying to do it. They're like, how long does it take to consolidate? That's a motherfucking, yeah, it's a facade, man. You know, that's, that's, that's the only reason why... <laughs> Only reason why it's consolidated at the welterweight division because Keith Thurman was already holding that belt, and when Floyd retired, they bumped him up. That's the because, only reason why yeah, that exactly. got that, that was the yeah. They got lucky with that shit there. You know, yep. as, far as, 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 division, as far as every other division, they like creating chaos. You know, and you know the thing that's really creating chaos is this interim title, and they keep putting on motherfucking interim title belts. Like, why do yep. you need an interim belt? Why not just have it go off your rankings? The top number one guy goes against the motherfucking super. Like, that fucking super. Exactly. You know, cut exactly. the bullshit. Um, but with that said, I'm going to pass it on to 2K, man. We, we got to uh, get on with this show. We got a whole lot of topics to go, and I know 2K want to go ahead and uh, do his uh, contrast to Bose. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have much to disagree with. Uh, I, I agree with Bose, majority of it. The only thing that I would... Um, I disagree with is how he said that Gassiev was actually only looking for the body shot after he hurt uh, Lebedev to the body. I disagree with that because that's exactly what I wanted him to do, but he did not do that. Instead, Gassiev was actually doing a lot of one, two, one, two, three, step back, one, two, all up top. He may have added uh, a body shot here and there to the bottom, uh, or I'm sorry, a shot to the body. Uh, here and there within combination, but I wanted him to either start at the body, give me like two to the body, then come up top, or start up top, then end at the body. He never did that. He never showed any punch variation. Um, he also, like Bo mentioned earlier, and I mentioned uh, on my channel when I broke this fight down, 
He also lost foot placement later on in the fight. Beginning of the fight, he actually had um, he actually had foot placement. He kept his his left foot on the outside of uh, Lebedev's right foot. So whenever Lebedev would circle, he would circle into um, Gassiev's stronger side. So it gave him better opportunities to land the punches that he wanted to land. Later on in the fight, he started gassing out, just like Bo said, and he lost foot placement. Actually, I think the foot placement was so fucking important that I really stopped watching the upper half of the fighters. I was watching the lower half more than I was watching the upper half in the fight, okay? And when he started losing foot placement, that's when you saw Levadev doing a lot of movement. He was doing a lot of backing up. He was jabbing, circling left, circling right, pretty much doing whatever the fuck he wanted in the ring. And that's only because dude was gassing. He's only giving me one-twos. Now, in reference to Usyk, if Levadev's movement could trouble Gassiev, Usyk movement will possibly knock this motherfucker out, out without even punching him. Yeah, you know Gassiev's been on his ass before, so, you know, uh, exactly. Usyk probably definitely has a good chance yeah. at putting him down. And I'm just um, saying, I'm just, you know, I'm being ridiculous with that, but I'm saying his movement would be way too much for Gassia, but Plus, Gassia takes too long to start. In the beginning of the fight, I gave the first two rounds of Levada, yeah, um, and then yeah. I think it was round three, that's when he started picking it up uh, and mm-hmm. into round four. But this dude has a lot to learn. Abel Sanchez, prior to the fight, said Gassiev is the cruiserweight version of Gennady Golovkin, and I wholeheartedly 100% disagree, even though I'm not a major Golovkin fan. Just by looking at, you know, the skill set in the ring, Gassiev is nowhere near a Gennady Golovkin as far as I'm concerned. I think they're I mean, if you look over- at them being hittable opponents, he, you could probably compare them there. But <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a <laughs> Of course, uh, Abel ain't gonna make it make that kind of comparison. I think he's just talking more <laughs> about the power. You know what I'm saying? And I, and well, I you know we, we uh, you know we chop it up with a uh, Diesel Boone, Darnell Boone a lot, and um, you know right. he trains actually with both of them, and he said Gassia pretty much like when he hits the wall in there, like it it moves or when he hits the bag, it moves the whole building. So like he's got yeah. some power. Yeah. And that's that, all that's, fine and dandy. Yeah. That's all fine and dandy. But I'm watching the fight. I'm watching a guy in Lebedev who's been knocked out before recently by Guillermo Jones. And this dude was eating Gassiev's power. And the main reason for that was because Gassiev was loading up on his punches and he was yes, not he using, he's not, he wasn't twisting his fucking hip in his shot. The only time he really twisted his hip was early in the fight. That's how he got the goddamn uh, knockdown with the left-hand body shot. But later on when he started gassing, it was all loading up, uh, trying to trying to use as much power as he can, generating yeah. from the upper body. And, and, and that's yeah, how he used power in boxing. Gassier so, is a big guy. Like he's, uh, like, he's got a pretty muscular build. All the guys at 190, yeah. but, like, he's a little bit bigger. Like, like you know, it's just a little stockier for some reason, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Levadev yeah. has this short, stocky look. You know, that's just him. Yeah. But, you know, as yeah. far as uh, Gassiev, like, he has a lot of, like, he, a lot of muscle mass on him, and that's not something you really see. You know, Usyk is a lot more And that's why he gas. That's why he gas. I agree. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, I'm a, uh, you know, TK got his, and I'm going to say the, the, the premier fight that I want to see in Cruiserweight, even though Gassiev is up and coming, you know, I talked to Abel in Vegas, and he said, you know, he's got a lot of things to learn still. He's only 23. 
they see him right. running up the heavyweight eventually. Um, by the end of the day, you know, you know, at the end of it, but you know, he's still learning a lot. But he doesn't carry the fundamentals of a typical Abel Sanchez fighter as far as being able to cut off the ring. Like he followed Lebedev around the ring. He didn't cut off the ring. He followed him. You know, and that's not something typical of Abel Sanchez fighters. Like they know how to cut off the ring. You know, if you look at to his past and Miguel and Hill Gonzalez. You know, or yeah. Norris, Triple G, like they've always been able to cut off the ring on their opponents. And you right. know, um that that's something that he needs to prove on. You know, it could be the muscle mass that affects his uh you know, his footwork and movement, we don't know. So well, most right. hard definitely punches, has a lot problem, to improve on. The problem with most hard punches is they do gas because they throw everything hard. Exactly. That's like I said, he, he was doing everything with his upper body, man. And boxing power generates through your legs. That's why exactly. Manny Pacquiao exactly. had so much power. And that's where Gassiab was fucking up. He wasn't he wasn't turning his hips and his shot. Nope. But as far as the controversy goes, I think that's I'm, I 100% agree with my man, Bo. Complete Antoine, complete bullshit. I had Gassiab winning 114-113. I could definitely see Lebedev pulling it out by a point or a draw, but it, it's not a controversy whatsoever. The right man won in my opinion. All right. Uh, with that said, we're going to move on to the uh, another big fight we had last weekend, the title eliminator for the IVF, uh, for the 135 title to face uh, Robert Bunny Easter. We had uh, Dennis Schaffer call facing Richard Coney, you know, who just lost to Easter a couple <clears> months <throat> back. Uh, you know, so they, they ran it for IVF title eliminator last week, last weekend. Uh that's it. Uh, Shavikov came out with the victory. Um, Comey wasn't happy with the decision again. You know, with him, he, mm. he always whining about a goddamn decision. Um, mm. To me, I don't think there was anything to whine about. I think the the, the decision was correct personally. Um, I'll pass it on mm. to TK. Go ahead, break it mm. down, man. Do your thing. Man, I, I got to disagree with you, my man. But look, I agree with you on one thing. He shouldn't be fucking whining because the fact that uh, Dennis Shapikov did get the, the official decision, it's his fault, okay? He gave this fight away. Why? Because he has the reach, he has the boxing ability, he has the height, but his dumbass neglected to keep the fucking fight in the middle of the ring. He kept putting his back on the ropes. Now, Shapikov is what I like to call a 135-pound version of Ruslan Provodnikov. Some about them fucking cobs, you know what I'm saying? They, the, the cobs from Russia, they, they, they apply relentless pressure. They don't really have a jab. They come forward like crazy. You can jab on them all night long. They don't really have much head movement. There's no defense. So it's really, he's a one-dimensional fighter, okay? And when you're fighting a guy like this and you are a boxer, the one thing you never do is go to the fucking ropes. You keep your back off the ropes. You throw combinations and you turn them. You throw combinations and you turn them. That is your fucking game plan, okay? Because that guy can only get inside of you. That's all he can do. Alright? So while I'm watching this fucking fight, man, and I'm seeing Komei, you know, he's throwing his jab, <clears throat> throwing his straight right hand. He's, he's, I mean, the, the beginning of the fight looked like a fucking boxing exhibition. But then, I guess he got gas, or he's just that fucking dumb that he just decided, hey, fuck it, I'm going to go over here to these ropes and put my hands up 
and let Shafakar put in that body work on me and make and make that shit look good in front of the judges. That's what the fuck he did for the entire latter half of the fight. And that's why the judges gave Shafakov the decision. Now, one judge had it 116-112. I think that's ridiculous for Shafakov. The other one had it 115-113. I have no problem with that. Me, personally, I had to fight 115-113 for um, Richard Comet. But I see why the judges gave it to fucking Shafakov because he, he literally gave his fight away, man, by not keeping the fight in the middle of the ring. I mean, that's his bottom line, but now that Shafikov is going to be the mandatory for Robert Easter's IBF title, I don't see Robert Easter making the same mistake as Richard Comey or Rancis Bartholomew. Before I pass it to both, I don't know what it is about Dennis Shafikov, but for some reason, these guys in, these, in, in the 135-pound division uh, that are excellent boxers like Bartholomew and Comey, for some reason... They give up their ability, and they give up their fucking IQ, and they decide to make it a dogfight with this guy when they don't have to. Both those guys should have beaten Shafikov convincingly. And I'm talking like 116, 112, 117, 111. Both those guys should have beat him. But instead, they both made it close fights because they gave up their IQ. Hopefully, Easter Bunny doesn't do that, but he may. But I'm going to go ahead and bank on him not doing it. All right. Uh... Bolo, what you got to say on this one, man? What you think of the fight? What you have to score in your uh in your eyes? How did you score the fight? And um, yeah, pretty much what okay. you think about the aftermath as far as you know Robert Bunny Easter facing facing a Shafikov up next. Okay, let me say this right here. Uh, I personally don't like motherfuckers bitching, complaining, and all of that. All right, but. In this situation, I understand because uh, I actually felt, and I and 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 y'all know I criticized the shit out this nigga. I actually felt like Comey won that fight, but the yeah. problem is, like Two K said, is if I'm a judge and I know at least how Shaka Car fights, and I see him doing more of what he does in the fight than I do uh, Comey, then I might lean toward Comey. All right, but uh, to 2K point, when the fight started, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm like, damn, fuck, this nigga gonna win. I can't stand this black ass motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Watching this shit, because he started boxing, and that, but then I started noticing every time his back foot would fill that corner, instead of him moving and sliding out, he wouldn't do that. He would stand there and try to box or cover up, and would give him shock and the shock call for come in. Then, like, I shot Carver come in and step back. Then he would slide over. But it seemed like every time, and, and he, he was going, which I don't have a problem with your boxing, so he's trying to create space. So he's stepping back. But it just seems like every time his back foot touched the rope or touched the corner, you know, this motherfucker kind of went into freeze mode. Then later on going into the fight, he allowed Shaka Carver to come in on him. Now, the problem is, and, and this, is, this is the only thing I can equate to is, Motherfuckers fight Shakakov like this because it's an ego thing. They want to be the motherfucker to knock him out or to prove him, you know, you just ain't going to blow me or whatever the case may be because Francis Bartholomew had me cussing in Spanish at his motherfucking ass at my television, all right? And, and, and Comey, although don't get me wrong, you know, I, 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 I got something against him bitching him on and complaining, but in this situation right here, I definitely see his point. But then again, you made it like this because of the way you fucking fought. 
you had this fight in control, and you allowed yeah. Shaka Khan to. I mean, you right. You allowed Shaka Khan to to get in on you, to work your body, to make it look like even if he wasn't connecting, you made it look like he was winning the fight because you you gave up your reign generalship to him, so it made it like he was running the fight. And and even though he was a, he was he he was aggressive in Shaka Khan, but. He was aggressive enough to the point where the judges might even sway his way. You're fighting in somebody else's backyard, dog. You you have to make sure there's no fucking doubt that you're the goddamn winner. When you go back, watch when Usyk fought Milwaukee. There was no goddamn way when that fight was over. Motherfuckers knew, hey, man, this dude won the fight. Whether we like him or not, he in his backyard and now he won the fight. But that didn't happen in this situation. Now, you know, I'm personally, like, in, in, in this situation, I listen, I don't – I don't care to hear this nigga bitch. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just don't care to hear you bitch. I, I, I just don't care to hear that. You know, fuck Twitter. Fuck you complaining. I don't care to hear you bitch. You had two chances. All right? You fucking blew it. It is what it is. But in this situation right here, I definitely see his point because, like I said, I scored it for him winning. I could see people giving it to Shaka Khan, but I actually thought Komei won the fight. But Komei gave the fight away. You can't, I, I really can't. I mean, 2K touched up on it all. He gave the fight away. Instead of this being a boxing lesson, this turned into a shopping club type of fight. And again, if I'm a judge and I know how this how this dude fight, right? And I'm hearing the crowd roaring and jumping up and everything like that, I'm gonna think, okay, well, you know, dude is fighting his fight. He must be, you know, the, the guy winning. And yeah. that's what happened. I mean, but now Shaka Cobb, I'm with you. Hopefully Robert Easter don't do what Comey did. My only theory is when he fought Comey, he kind of did that a little bit when he fought Comey. Robert Easter did. Yeah, he did. But hopefully, he did. hopefully again, Shaka Cove don't. But I don't know. I'm with you, man. Like, Shaka Cove is the, is, is, is the 135-pound version of fucking Ruthless Pomotnikov. I don't know what it well, is with these calls, I, man. Motherfuckers I'll, be like like this. I'll tell you like this, man. It's not going to play out the same against Bunny Easter because Shafikov doesn't have a jab like 2K said. No, you know, he doesn't. jab his way in. So Easter is going to be popping that thing out there. He's going to get caught with a right. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be good night. We're we going to see Shafa Cav go good night, that, that, that fight. I guarantee you. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be able to stand up to that right coming. You know, he doesn't have a jab like 2K said, and that's going to be too detrimental against somebody with the size of Bunny. Um, he doesn't have a jab. And Shafa Cav stays on the fucking center line, man. I mean, if you throw a straight right, that bitch going to land every time. I actually uh, disagree with both of you as far as the fight. Um, I had uh, Shafikov winning. Well, you don't know shit about boxing anyway, so we cool with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, here you go. Get, see, and that's that Cuba Loco. That Cuba Loco <laughs> we been talking about, man. He crazy already in the head. You know, he think he's just uh, one one seventy five, you know, lying uh, ass uh, motherfuckers. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, lying motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, y'all saw the photo, 172.2, nigga. Stop hey, that, was from, that was from the senior that was cussing your ass out on the phone before you took that <laughs> shit. He was on the, he got on the cell and you took it. Took that picture of him on there, you know what I'm saying? He was cussing your ass out. <laughs> oh, man. But um, I actually had a score uh, opposite of TK, 115-113 in favor of Shafikov. And I honestly, um, I'm going to play Bernard this week, man. There's a couple of swing rounds in there to where I could be like, you honestly could see, I could honestly see the 116, 112 for Shafikov if you, you know what I'm saying, if you judge those swing rounds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my thing with Comey, 
he started the fight wrong with his jab. His jab wasn't aggressive, man. Like, he, he was pawing with it, you know, early on. He didn't put nothing on it until later. And, you know, that was one of the things, like, early on in the fight, I think he had Shafikov looking like motherfucking Mike Tyson in there, you know, the way he was slipping punches. You know, I gave first round to Comey, but, you know, after that, you know, fucking uh, Shafikov was slipping was slipping his jab, you know, uh, 2K mentioned something, Bo, Bo and 2K both mentioned the whole foot placement, the, the righty against the lefty. Yeah. I don't know why people always neglect to watch Floyd Mayweather when it comes to fighting Southpaws. Right. Yeah. He could not defend the jab against Southpaws. That was his kryptonite against Oscar early on in their fight until he, was able, to land, until he was able to land his lead right hand. The lead That's right hand, if, well. if, your foot, if yep. you ain't got the foot placement, throw your lead right fucking hand. And Comey yeah. did not do that until the second half of the fight. You know, um, it, it was just something he negated to do. I, I just don't think, you know, his uh, power his power punching stats as far as his KOs is very deceiving. Um, because when I look at him fight versus, you know, Bunny Easter, you know, he had him hurt once, almost put him down. But, you know, uh, other than that, like, I haven't seen the power. <laughs> You know, Shafikov, I didn't really see him. He hit him a couple of good times, but it wasn't nothing that, you know, had Shafikov in danger. So those numbers are kind of deceptive. When I see him fighting, it looks like he paused with his punches. Um, but with that said, I, I gave first round to Shafikov. You know, I had a 115-113, but my swing rounds were round five, round six, and round ten. And I gave round five to Shafikov. Um, I gave round nine to Comey, and I gave round ten to Shafikov. You know, uh, Shaf- I, you know, uh, we had this issue with the Sean Porter Keith Thurman fight to where one person was landing the harder, crispier shots. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that I kind of think that is a detriment to judging the fight sometimes. But you know, judges were probably looking at that in this fight. Shafikov landed the harder punches as far as you know his hooks to the body. Um, he was able to land this overhand, like this 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 weird looking Madonna like left hook on Coney. Like he was landing that shit at will in the latter end of one of the rounds. One of the rounds he was just landing at will against Coney. And um, so I think judges were looking at that a little. That could have swayed their decision in some rounds because, like I said, I had three swing rounds, so it easily could have been Coney winning or even a draw. Um, but you know, like I said, I could see the one sixteen, one twelve. Anything beyond that is kind of, kind of ridiculous, very ridiculous, because it wasn't that dominant. Um, with that said, we're gonna go ahead and go on to our next topic. Um, well, I actually want to ask you guys something else. What do you guys think happens with Coney now? Like, what does he do in the one thirty five division? You know, he's kind of played his card as far as with the IBF. Um, do you still think he can make some noise against some of the other guys at 135, like the Flanagan's, Garcia's, you know, Vladdy Kane, and, you know, uh, so what do you guys think on um, that? I'll ask you, he, go ahead. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, let's not, let's not get it twisted. He's still a talented fighter. I just thought he just fought a dumbass fight in this fight. So, um, I actually think in a rematch, he'll beat Shafikov. 
because um, there's really not much that he would need to adjust. It's just I, yeah, just put uh, some look, steam on yeah. his cap <laughs> from Jump Street. Don't call with it. Because that's what a lot of Shaffer called to get in early. When he was aggressive with his jab and put it out there with some steam, Shaffer called was a little hesitant coming in. You know, it wasn't the same thing. So, yeah, so I, I he, think he could he's, a game. He's, he's, he's always a game opponent. Now, if you ask me the same question about Jermaine Herring, <laughs> the guy that got knocked out, that Shaffer knocked out right before this fight, I'm going to say, no, motherfucker ain't going to do shit. But. Kami's already been fighting at that level when he fought Easter and, and uh, gave him a hell of a fight. So, yeah, he, he's always going to be a game opponent. Both yeah, I got to agree with 2K. I mean, he's definitely going to be a game opponent. I mean, when you look at the 135 division outside of Robert Easton Jr., Flanagan, uh, Linares, uh, you got Mikey Garcia. So outside of those uh, outside of those guys, other guys in it, like, like Coleman and Felix Fidejo. I mean, Come on, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I'm not trying to talk bad, but Stevie Vidal was tailor made for this guy, you know. Yeah, that's Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you you got you got some dude Dante Jordan. I don't know who the fuck he is. Uh, you know, Anthony Quillier. So there, I mean, oh my, oh uh, my Mickey, God, Mickey Bay, <laughs> Mickey Bay. You know, um, you know. Now I would like to see Coleman and even maybe Ray Beltran. I think that would be a a, a that's good a good fight. fight. Yeah, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you still got Hank Lundy in there. So he's still. I mean, when you look at the division, with the, except for the top guys, Colmey can still make some noise because, you know, he didn't get blown out by Robert Easton Jr. And like I said, you know, um, you can make an argument he might have won that fight against Shakhtar. He just fought the wrong fight, but you know, ain't nobody knocking him out or blasting over this guy. So nah. he can definitely make some noise, especially when, when I'm looking at this division. I'm seeing some of these names: Baby Bull, Juan Diaz. No, man, please. Please. We're gonna knock this last little we're gonna knock this last review out, man. Um I know neither none of us are really cared about the this fight because it had no big implications on anything. Uh Bill right, Sanders versus uh Arthur Akabov. Uh yeah. He won the fight, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, unanimous decision. He won. Um, a lot of it, it wasn't impressive, you know, as far as like he didn't look like he did against Andy Lee. You know, I get, I'll say that that's probably been his most impressive fight. You know, um, I've only seen him fight three times personally, and it's been we his about? last three fights. <laughs> Billy Ho, the Billy, Billy Ho, the, the peanut butter hand Billy. man, Billy Ho. Billy Holmes, Billy Holmes, Mr. Ham Sandwich Maker, Mr. Ham Sandwich, Mr. Billy, Mr. Billy Ham Man. You could have said this conversation for like last when it's like a we minute. Got, we what got to, man. What can you we, say about this? We got to. Yeah, it's not much to say about it. I, I'll go ahead and throw the little the little spin on it, man. Uh, Billy Ho was saying uh, pretty much after the fight, he said he had to come down from two ten. You know what I'm saying? Oh, to, to make weight for okay. this fight. And that's, that has something mm-hmm. to do with his performance, and he wasn't impressed mm-hmm. with himself. Um, <laughs> how long has that motherfucker been in that? Fuck out of here. 210? 210? That's how much I'm going to let you wait a minute. I'm going to let y'all in on something. I heard it was more than that. I'm pretty sure it was. Who cares? That's his fucking fault. That he had to come down by that much because the right. nigga had three or four fucking fights that he should have took. Okay, so 
I don't want to get no fucking sob story from this nigga, man. No sob story. Fuck this dude, man. Real talk. How many times this fight got postponed, what, twice? Two or three times? Yeah, but, 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 yeah. but this... And this I, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with weight. That that, that problem but, is what but, it was. There right. wasn't no fucking but, injuries. This tells you know. me... This this tells me this motherfucker is not a professional, okay? Absolutely. Um, Gail Morigo always comes in the way no matter how long he was off. Andre Ward was off 18 months, okay? He had a catchweight fight at 172, but the motherfucker stayed in the, in, in the gym in fucking training, okay? You'll gain a few pounds. I get that. You'll gain a few pounds because there, there's always a difference between training and training camp. But you're talking about a motherfucker that fight at 160 that was damn near almost 220 pounds? Well, fuck out of here, man. Dog. That yeah. that that tells me you're not a fucking professional. It also tells me what 2K say all the time. You want a belt, and you're the 160 pound version of fucking Adonis Stevens. That that, and that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so, so, so fuck I'm gonna say. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't even shit on Adonis that much, man. I, I, that, well, I think true. Adonis. Yeah, Billy Ho has... No, but what I'm saying is, Adonis, you won the title. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying no, is, no. you won the title in a position. That you probably shouldn't have got. Like, like I was pissed off. No. Andy Lee lost to this motherfucker. Like, why'd you lose to him? Why'd you lose to him? Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. real upset at Andy Lee for that because that was a fight he could have won. He, he fucking pulled. He didn't pull the trigger. Simple as that. You know. Well, uh, Andy Lee, Andy Lee's a one-handed fighter. So when yeah. you take that one fucking hand away, that's what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> like, then he gets on there. Now the only good thing that I give Billy Ho credit for. Is what he did for that little boy. That's the only fucking good thing yeah, he did. But shit, he had to do something good because the rest of the night he spunked the motherfucking joint up. And he told myself, nope. well, I need two tune ups. No shit, motherfucker. Man. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm about to go get uh, one man. of them. Little, I'm about to go get one of them little niggas I helped train. I'm about to train <laughs> the Billy Ho's WBO belt. That nigga fight at 160, though. He can make it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we had uh, wow, Derek man. James on here, and one of his fighters was slated to possibly go against Billy Ho. And yeah, with Derek James in this corner, he's like the he was the number seven ranked guy, um, I guess, in for that belt. Akavov mm. was number eleven, I think. Mm. Um, oh, I Rand probably would have whooped, whooped his ass. Yeah, I know Rand was number two. Okay, okay. I thought he was number 11, so okay. I, I was no, wrong. No, he was number wrong. 10. Okay. So, you know, uh, number seven was the guy that Derrick James trained, and I know Derrick James is probably looking at his chops right now saying, give us that fight now. We don't need to get the number one. We'll whoop his They're ass right now. They're not going to take that fight. They're not going to take we'll that fight. his ass right now, you know. They're not going to take that fight. They're not going to take that fight. It would be interesting to see what happens with Billy Ho. We know he's not going to face Triple G. You know, he's going to come up with some more excuses. Um. Yeah, it's just making the 160 division look even worse now. You know that that that's horrible. That's Listen, horrible. Canelo, Canelo, Chris Eubanks Jr., Curtis Stevens, Rob Brandt, uh, 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 even even Willie Monroe fucking Jr. would have watched this fucking version of Billy Joe. Hey, I don't know about I don't know about y'all. I know y'all niggas like this nigga man, but I don't know about. Curtis Stevens, fam. That nigga's too wonderful. Nah, man, shit. He lost his motherfucker right there. The week. Me, I wouldn't say he'd be exactly. Billy Ho. The Billy Ho that came in there against Andy B would whoop, whoop Curtis Stevens. Like, he might have stopped that nigga
He might beat him worse than fucking Jesse Brinkley beat him. I mean, come on now. No, but I'm saying Brinkley. no, but I'm saying the Billy Joe we we but the Billy Joe we saw. We just saw. I think Curtis Bo. Stevens would have beat Billy Joe that night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo. No, fuck that. Billy Ho that we saw well that y'all niggas saw. I ain't watched I like I was put with my toenails during this fight, so I missed the whole <laughs> fight. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the Billy Hook, the Billy Hook. You gave yourself another assignment. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think I you know what I think I, I'm gonna ask Seth. He might have watched this shit too, though. I gotta ask the nigga. But uh, the Billy Ho that y'all saw is 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 better than Jesse Brinkley. I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all watched that shit. Curtis Stevenson's first loss against Jesse Brinkley from the contender. Billy Ho is yeah. way better than him. <laughs> yeah, Billy Ho, I saw last night, man. I don't know, man. He's the same fighter, dog. He has not changed not one bit. Same fighter. Yeah, I don't true. know. I think Billy Ho might beat him. <laughs> All right, uh, we got one more fight that we going to uh, cover or review from last week, which was uh, this might go up there with the Joe Smith knockout of um, old boy. Fine far earlier this year as sure. upset of the year. Um, this could probably be labeled that. Um, we nah. have the guy that's been. This, we have the guy that everybody's been saying Terrence Crawford is ducking, which we know personally is not true because don't nobody know who the <laughs> fuck he is still. You know, but they're saying Terrence Crawford is ducking him just because he got a belt. Because he got a belt, oh. Terrence Crawford is ducking him. Um, but Set anyway, what did you just say? What? Oh, shit, like I said, nobody knows who the fuck he is still. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Yeah. You know, we got, uh, you know, Edward Trevor. I can't pronounce his name. Hold on one second. Troy Navosky. Um <laughs> Yeah, first round knockout, like 40 seconds into the first nope. round against Julius Ndongo. Um, yeah, 140 pound division. Probably going to be upset of the year just because there's a title on, on the line. You know, okay. um, that said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, there's not much to break down here, so I could start with Bo on this one because he sucks. No, at that, no, twice, I think. That, so. Wait a minute. I'm not wrong. Here's, here's what you want. There is something to break down here. Do you know what there is to break down here? Oh. There, there is something to break down. Do you know what there is to break down here? These motherfuckers. These motherfucking fans that just grab a hold or gravitate to any motherfucker they can to talk about some shit when they don't know what the fuck it is they're talking about, okay? Anybody that was out there saying Trevonsky was being ducked by uh, (laughs) a fucking Terrence Crawford who just got through reading Victor Postal lost his motherfucking mind, all right? I'm just, you lost your motherfucking mind. Here's the reality. First of all, this motherfucker has never fought outside. I, I I don't think this motherfucker ever fought outside his home country of Russia. Okay, nah, that's no number fucking one. Okay, he never fought outside of Russia. But um, there's a lot of fool's gold if you look at this motherfucker's resume. He fight niggas five and ten when he's in his twentieth some fight. He fight motherfuckers uh 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 uh, uh fucking sixteen and fourteen, forty two and fifteen. Okay, he he had <laughs> a fool's gold. He had a fool's gold fight when he fought some motherfucker that was forty eight and one or sixteen and one. But again, I question who the fuck them niggas are. I don't know the, these the guys. Like, of one forty, I'm guessing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, pretty much. Right, I don't. 
yeah, I don't know these motherfuckers at all, period. So for anybody to sit there and tell me that here's a dude just just dropped out of nowhere. Listen, I don't know what the love is for these Eastern European motherfuckers. It seems like anybody Eastern European with a title, motherfuckers running around sucking their ass, calling these motherfuckers dick shit. I kind of yeah. wish you would have saved this for later because it's going to kind of make me have to go into another topic now since you're mentioning it. You know, but go ahead, but I'll let you finish off. Yeah, and I okay. guess uh, right. we're going to get into right. that other topic. We're going to get into that other topic after this. I don't, I don't understand this shit that's going on in boxing where you have <clears throat> these motherfuckers. Like, how can you watch Terrence Crawford? How can you see him going at Danny and his father? How can you watch this motherfucker and say he's ducking Travonsky? What the fuck kind of shit? What the fuck is going on hey, in Boston today, man? Hold up. Hold up. Twine, don't, don't go on that other topic just yet, man. I, I got to say something. Like, yeah, I was going to let you get in anyway, man. But, you know, I can't yeah, just But, 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 but being knocked out, look, but, but being knocked out in 40 seconds, all it tells yeah. me is his promoter is Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, somebody, somebody don't have an eye for talent. Um, that's, that's, that's all. Well, I'm well, we, well, we've been said that about Roy because he actually trained Jean Pascal against Kovalev, and you saw mm-hmm. what the fuck happened there. I mean, he, he, right. he's not a good trainer, and he, I mean, he's like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, one of the best basketball players mm-hmm. ever, but motherfucker can't pick a motherfucking talented basketball player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's fucking Michael Gilchrist, nigga. I mean, come on, we can go all day on this shit. Anyway, but uh, but uh, dog, I, I gotta ask y'all a question, and, and 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 let me know what y'all think I should do. Okay, as y'all know on my channel, the Gods of Boxing Talk, I covered immediately the day that I saw the very first article where a motherfucker had the audacity to say that Terrence Crawford, number four at the time, pound for pound fighter in the world was ducking at Duarte Tornowski, right? Then just recently, yeah. I posted the video where I covered Troy Nasty getting knocked the fuck out, and I told you niggas why Crawford wasn't fucking ducking him. Now, my question to you fellas is, in between those two videos, right after the first one, a YouTuber came on my channel and told me I don't know shit about boxing because I said Crawford is not ducking Troy Nasty. My question is, God, should I shout this motherfucker out right now? <laughs> you, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now do, do you want the divinity answer, or do you want the, you know what I'm saying, I'm keeping a thorough answer? That That's <laughs> which one of y'all. Which one of y'all? Man, you got to take his motherfucking head off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, yeah. All right, I'm about to say, I'll put it to you like this. This 5'9", 225 pound nigga is telling you, Go in on his ass. Well, right. What's the movement now? What, we like 51 to know? Yeah, 52 hey, to know. Is it Nigga, uh, grab right. your plate and get some food, goddammit. 52 to yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker. And, name. you know, Bo been getting all the decisions, so we kind of like got a 46, 46 <laughs> hey, knockout Bo, because of Bo Bo's decisions. That nigga been getting all the decisions. That nigga been getting all the split decisions and shit, nigga. <laughs> 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 hey, 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 it's not my fault from time I fight. Some time I argue like a Cuban. You know what I'm saying? He got, uh, he got the drawn-out, long, long, drawn-out decisions. <laughs> <laughs> trying to break, break them down over rounds. It's like, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, this motherfucker's name, 
is the Arizona Joker. This nigga immediately came on my channel and was like, you don't know shit about boxing. Eduardo Troy and Nazi sparred Hank Lundy, and he hurt him. You know, and then he was like, he's got trainers. In Hank Lundy? But I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> he, has tra- he has trainers in his corner that have an eye for talent. They don't just pick these guys out of nowhere. They know what they're looking at. Then he put the, you know, the, the little abbreviation or the acronym for shake my damn head. So y'all already know, as soon as this nigga gets knocked the fuck out by a nigga that lives next door to me, you know what I'm saying, I made the video. I swear to God, fam, Julius Sandango lives two buildings over, nigga. I know the nigga. You know what I'm saying? I know the nigga. He don't even buy full-time. The nigga work at Home Depot part-time. You know what I'm saying? She the IBM, IBO champion. You know what I'm saying? I made the video and immediately went at him. Listen, people. Stop fucking like, what's up? Stop gravitating towards these Eastern Europeans just because we're getting Alexander Usyk, Vasil Lomachenko, uh, 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 um, Gennady Kovalev. Yeah, yeah, Kovalev, exactly. I won't even mention the other ones because some of the other ones like Gavazic and Agassiev, they're not, I don't don't see them as very good fighters yet. So stop fucking, stop gravitating towards you guys and stop the fucking hate. First it was Postal's duck, uh, Crawford's duck and Postal. He kills this nigga. Now it's Crawford's duck and Troyanovsky. My other example before this was Andre Ward ducking Vyacheslav Shabransky, but he beats oh, Kovalev. Man. And he's also ducking Sean Monaghan, but again, he fights Kovalev. Kovalev. Like, get the fuck out of here. Cut it out, people. Stop the hate. That's all I got to say. We can go to the next. All right, we can move on from this shit, man. We're going to get into the topic. We're going to get into the topic, you know, Bo kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, We've been talking about the whole, uh, I guess, the comparisons between Americans and Eastern European fighters right now. Um, It seems to be a big thing. Um, You even see, like, a lot of Americans gravitate, like uh, TK said, a lot of Americans gravitating towards the Eastern European fighters. Um. I could go in deeper, but I'm not going to because that's not what we're going to do. We're not about that on this show. We're not going to do the, the controversial racial thing. You know, that that's, we're going to keep that out of here. Um, with that said, though, um, Rigo kind of had some remarks that were taken out of context lately, and, you know, um, I'll, I'll let Bo elaborate on them. Kind of <clears throat> regards to the Lomachenko-Walter spike, you know, the aftermath of that. Uh, so I'll go ahead and kick it off to Bo. Uh, we, uh, as far as Guillermo Vergandao's com- uh, Twitter, you know, Twitter uh, comments about the Lomachenko fight, and you know, as far as he's be- his labeling out there, only eight fights, you know, in a game. Go ahead, mm-hmm. All right. Now, first off, everybody knows. Um, everybody know how I feel about Rico. Everybody knows how I am about Cuban fighters and everything of that nature. So, with that being said, what I'm about to say. Uh, since everybody know how I feel in, in my hair and my background, what I'm about to say is some real shit. Uh, when Rizzo was tweeting, right, he had a bunch of tweets, and I'm 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 looking at tweets like, yeah, Rigo, say that shit. Yeah, Rigo, say that shit. Get in the ass, Rigo. Then when I saw that last tweet, I'm like, oh fuck, Rigo, why did you say that? Uh, what what I get his point. What he's trying to say is, um. The fighters that you guys like, because nobody says positive things over on HBO about Andre Ward. They don't say positive things about Floyd 
uh, uh, I think he put a picture of Pernell Whitaker. You know, they call these guys boring. But when it's the fighter that they like or the fighter that they're trying to push, rather, okay, then, you know, when that fighter does the same thing that these guys do, all of a sudden, that's accepted. I said this last time. I said, hey, uh, when you, I, said, I told everybody, watch the Andre Ward uh, commentary, and as soon as the fight was over, I, I told everybody, I said, next week the commentary is going to be totally fucking different next week because it's a dude that they like. But by him tweeting out what he tweeted out, uh, it's going to take away from his point getting across because he did put some race on it. And honestly, as far as I'm yep. concerned, I, as far as, honestly, and I'm going to be honest, as far as I'm concerned, although I get what he was saying, his approach was fucking wrong because he said, yep. I guess you have to be Caucasian to be considered the Matrix. Well, not necessarily true because Andre Durant, that's what he calls himself. Okay? That's, that, that's what he called himself. So to, 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 to what Rigo was trying to get to, Man, listen, I understand he was coming from a place of frustration, and he wasn't, and he was, and, and for people to think he was just talking about Lomachenko, no. Yeah, Lomachenko's hashtag, you know, he's, he, he put HBO and Bob Adams on there. Because despite what people want to hear, uh, what people fucking believe, bottom line is Bob Arams never wanted to make this fight in the first place. I don't think it had nothing to do with him being scared Lomachenko or lose. He just, he, he has something against fucking Rico. That's, that's my belief. Because, you yeah. know how much you pay. You know how much you paid this dude for his highest purse. So when you offer him something less than that, you fucking know what you're doing. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. People can tell me what you want to tell me. That's like if I give you a thousand dollars, Twan, and say, "Hey man, here's a thousand dollars, man, to fix my car." Then the car go wrong again. I give you five hundred. You better know what the fuck. You, you know what I'm saying? You hear me? Dude, what the fuck? It's, it's the same problem. So he yeah. knew what he was doing, but. So, but, but for Rigo to put race to a nickname, that's the issue. You, you brought race in, it's a nickname. And what do I always say? When people do stuff like that, when there really is an issue, you just took away from it with that right there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. People don't right, want really to deal with that. They don't want to hear it, man, that the whole race well, card is, you know, even now. They'll, is, they'll deal, with it. deal with it. Well, they'll deal with it if, if, if there's something – the, uh, 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 validated for you to deal with it. Yeah, but yeah. As, as far as you talk about a nickname, okay, and here's the thing, everybody got nicknames. You call yourself El Takel, which is the jackal, okay? And the, on the flip side of that, Frampton calls himself the fucking jackal. So are you sitting there saying, oh, I guess you got to be considered the jackal if you're from, from the U.K.? No. So, I, again, I get where he was going. I just think in the, the content of how he was trying to get the message across, was was poorly wrong. And let me say this. Rigo, and, you know, Rigo is my brother, okay? Rigo, if you are listening, tú sabes, yo, yo tengo mucho orgulloso de mi país como tú, and ustedes son las personas de la Cuba. But you need a Callate la boca. Callate la boca. You need to hire, you need to get, you need to go down to Rock Nation, sit down with them and say, listen, y'all need to give me some PR people. Y'all need to uh, uh, get some people around me that can, you know, like, you know, y'all need to get some PR people around me or get some PR people around all, all, all of us and fighters, all right? We don't need to learn English because if, if the boy knew English, I bet you a lot of people would pay more attention to him. But that, that, that was the wrong fight for him to take up for something like that, in my opinion. I mean, 
He was wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. Wrong. I, I, I understand wrong. it. I think his frustration is more, like you said, is more with Rock Nation and the stuff. You know, he's actually the WBA. What is he? Is he the lineal champ or WBA champ right now? Because I've been saying he's the lineal champ. No, he's about um, to be the lineal I, champion now. Okay. So okay. Um. So he needs to really sit down with Rock Nation, man. And you know, I thought things were going to be good with the, you know, after the Dazzle uh, Dickens fight. You know, I thought things were going to start going from there. You know, we were hearing about the Chucky Flores. He can't get, even get his motherfucking mandatory in the ring. So no, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? That's the mandatory's fault. That nigga don't want to fight him. And Chucky Ch- 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 said he wanted to fight him, but I, you know, I'm gonna put this one on. I'm gonna put it on the WBA man. WBA didn't drop the ball. You ain't, you ain't heard nothing. Go ahead. You, you talking about you talking about Moises Flores? That nigga yeah, came Chuck out and Flores. was like, yeah, he was like, nope. <laughs> That's why that fight didn't happen. Flores and Rojas, 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 Jesus Rojas, who had been talking. Same thing with him. He had been talking. And then once a motherfucker stepped to him, no nah, man, no nah, yeah. man, I got something else. Lined now, up. now he's going. Now this is what's going to happen. Rigo end up going to end up getting stripped of titles again, and I'm 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 gonna say it's gonna be some fuckery. People don't want to fucking fight him. You know, nobody wants to deal with him. This guy is the jawbreaker. But, okay, you but know, you know what I do want to hear? La- what, what, his last three fights, all jaws broken. This is factual. <laughs> this is not us. But, but you know what I do want to say? His last three. This is what I want to say. And, you know, whoever take it the way you take it, fuck it, you're going to take it the way you want to take it. The only name on Regan's resume is not motherfucking Nonito Donaire. No, it's I'm not. Leave it at that. No, I'm no, leave it at that. No, no. No, absolutely not. If you know your bossy, you know Rigo was facing the top yeah. guys. And, yeah, he was facing every I top guy, his mandatories. Guy. You know, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't handpicking nobody. There was no yeah. special selections for him. You know, you know um, a lot of people. There, there was make, no handpicked opponents for him. They make excuses. I mean, it, and, and it's, it's guys, and I hate, I hate to say this, but it's guys that I've actually respected at one time. Um, that have clearly shown bias um, when it comes to Rico. <laughs> I'm sitting there talking to these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers can tell you the history of boxing, but then when you talk to them about Rico's resume, oh, for him, though, you know, Rico Ramos wasn't shit. Ricardo Cordoba wasn't shit. You know what shit, I'm saying? Right. Joseph Agbeko wasn't shit. wasn't shit. I mean, these Joseph Agbeko's a two-time champion at Bantamweight. Uh, for, uh, uh, Ricardo Cordova is a former WBA champion at Bantamweight. Um, also, Rico Ramos was the Rico Ramos was the killing him. Rico Ramos was one of the yeah. guys up back then. That's what Man, he was killing motherfuckers. He was the former WBA undefeated, undisputed champion, and he was murking everybody. One of the right. best fighters of the little guys at the time that Rico fought him. But motherfuckers want to say, nah. He wasn't that good because they have to be little Rigo because mm-hmm. they need to have some type of fuel to actually uh, support the whole decision or the blackballing of Rigo. That's how they support it. They belittle his resume, and it's fucking ridiculous. I can't stand it, fam. I can't stand it. I mean, I don't see how you call somebody that's breaking jaws boring. You know, and yeah. you know, I I can understand he was out of the ring. What? How long was he out of the ring before he uh had his first fight with Rock Nation? 
Um, you know, the fight where everybody was saying, you know, he, you know, it wasn't that good. He should have knocked him out and all that. You know, he was, so was, 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 was out 16 was, months. It was 11, okay. no, it was 11, no, it was 11 months. 11 months. Okay, 11 months. Yeah, yeah but you're talking about a year layoff, ring rust. Rigo admitted yeah. to it himself. You know, this is the yeah. same thing we were talking about with Nicholas Walters and Lomachenko uh, last weekend as far as that kind of time off facing elite fighters. You know, and, yeah. you know, it's not even an elite fighter. You face somebody normal, like you haven't been in the ring. You know, I know Rigo stays, Rigo stays in shape. We know that. But um, yeah. as far as getting those real competitive rounds in, sparring in a real fight, we both know are, are different. You know, but, um, you know what, though? This goes to a point 2K said on the show that we did is the problem is as long as motherfuckers have been allowed to duck Rigo to fight another dude that they care to see him watch, nobody's going to fucking say anything. Exactly. And the sad thing is, uh, Quig ain't got no belt now, but, you know, he probably going to be talking some shit. But he probably going to end up ducking Rigo still, too. You know, um, we, we got done there still at 122. He ain't got a belt now. He's not going to want to fuck with Rigo to get a belt. Yeah, I'm saying he would only fuck with Rigo in a rematch for, uh, in a rematch for a unification. You know, that yep. was the only thing. Uh, I guarantee you they're not going to put Magdaleno in there against Rigo right now. Not right now, no. Nope. Robles is a nope. good-ass trainer. But, you know, Magdaleno has a lot of work to do. Um, yep. So he's going to continue being avoided. Um, so it comes down to really Rigo and management, um, what they're going to do, man. Like, does he need to go down to 118? Because there's better fights at 118 than 126. Go down to 118 or go up to 126. Yeah, I think you know, like, I'd love to see. 126 would probably be better um, financially for him. I don't think so. I don't think so. It would definitely be better than him. It would definitely be better financially. Most of the top guys Most of the top guys in 126 is hanging guys. So Well, 118, too. You know, you fucking McDonald, uh, fucking Rashid. What, what's his dude's name? Uh, Rashid Warren. Rashid you know is Adrian Broner. Nah, he's with PBC. He hanging. He hanging. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'd like to see him fight Yamanaka at 118, myself, personally. That's a good or maybe fight. even try to look to see, or maybe look to see if he can get a noise. So is that what he's going to, is this what his career is going to be, become him fighting in Japan? You know, this is what we were, were trying to get away from when he signed with Rock Nation. Right, hey, man. Right. If, if he can make some, if he can make enough noise over there, who knows? Maybe come matter. back and, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Because, so with that said, yeah, for, I, I, I'll, I'll actually save this question for later. You know, I, I'm not even going to ask it now because we got another t- another topic dealing with with that old dr- situation with RN. Um, we're going to kick it off to our another topic with two K's boy. Is big coming <laughs> from prep school? You know, from back to from the prep school days. Danny <laughs> Jacobs. Uh, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Uh, <laughs> hey man, hold on, man. Wait a minute, Dougie. Wait a minute, Dougie. <laughs> No, before he changed, wrong, before man. he changed his name, what, what was he I'm called in prep school? What was he called in prep school? Two K. Two K got a picture. Two. Go ahead. Two K got a picture of him, him and Daniel Jacobs playing in the sandbox and shit when they were kids, man. <laughs> Fuck that head, nigga. Look, <laughs> he thought about his first born after his best friend. Look, y'all niggas would never catch me hanging out. 
with a nigga named Daniel Eugene Rutherford Jacobs, nigga. Real talk. Yo, never let me see him hanging around a nigga like that. Now, I will say this, though. If this fight gets made, he might get his name back. I'll stop calling him that if he fights Triple G. I'll stop calling him that. <laughs> okay. Um, so with that said, I'm going to say this is the most recent update, the up-to-date, like the last-minute shit. Um, we, up to yesterday, we thought there was, we were, we pretty much had a, a, a final con- contract come, you know, everybody, everything was agreed upon. It was going to be a HBO pay-per-view. Finances were finally agreed upon. Madison, Madison Square Garden, you know, this is what we were hearing just yesterday. So today, we come to find, uh, nah, that shit ain't happening. None of that, nah, they was lying about that shit. We, we going to purse bid again. We, we going to go to purse bid. Yep. Yep. Now, with that said, I, I don't know, man. I don't even know how y'all want to address this shit, man. It, it just don't make no sense to me for them. Fight, fight, be, so, the, the, to be so close, to be so close to a financial decision, and then go to a purse bid, which ultimately fell before because the money wasn't in the pot, and it was a seventy-five twenty-five split. Um. Yeah, I, I want you guys your take on it. it. It seems like I'm hearing Jacobs wants thirty percent. Um, so yeah. that seems that might be the the barrier right there to break down. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with Bo on this one. Uh, what you think about this, man? Is this fight gonna happen or not? Man, you know what? I'm gonna give my mic to the flow to Daniel Rutherford Jacobs' best friend, Two K, and you can come back to me. All right, yeah. Go ahead, Two uh, K. I was gonna say. Um, by the way, I appreciate that, nigga. Good job, you know. Uh, honestly, <laughs> father, man. I appreciate that. Anyway. <laughs> see, you just gave him, gave him the whole brain to say knowledge reigns supreme. He's going to start calling himself KRS right now. Cause he, uh, over, here, over, here, defer, over here doing that NFL shit, deferring to the second half, nigga. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, uh. I was going to say, man, like, um, Daniel Jacobs, man, <laughs> first of all, I don't think this fight is going to happen. It's, it's obvious because the whole reason why the fight didn't happen uh, earlier on um, in December is because of the whole uh, 75-25 split. But check this out, though. As much as I've been a critic on Gennady Golovkin, I'm actually on his side on this one. This is the reason why. I want you all to chill for a second. This is the reason why. You've got to understand the situation that's happening here, okay? The WBA already has a slice of the pie cut for Gennady Golovkin if this fight goes to purse bid. So what essentially happens is if Gennady Golovkin says, hey, I'll give you 30%, he's essentially giving him a piece of the pie that's already cut for him. It's already cut and sat aside and is in the refrigerator waiting for this nigga to come home from work, heat it up, and start eating it. What he's going to do is he's going to give him a piece of that by his own free will just because he loves Danny Jacobs or whatever. I understand 100% why K2 and him would want to go to person because it maximizes their income. But at the same time, my heart is like, dog, Danny Jacobs has no chance in this fight. I mean, and it's simply because of his chin and his, and his lack of defensive ability. He has no chin and he has no defense. Therefore, you will probably knock this motherfucker out within five rounds, okay? 
So go ahead and give him his little 30%. It ain't doing shit for you. It's just a negative 5% that you're, that you're losing. But at the same time, like I said, hey, this motherfucker's like, no, bitch, you want to fight me. I am the recognized champion, which means if this fight goes to purse bid and they still can't get a fucking deal done, Danny Jacob will be the one that gets his title strip, not Gennady Golovkin, because he is the recognized champion in the division or in this, in this organization. So, I mean, it's kind of it, – that, that's on Gennady's side. On Jacob's side, again, as I said before, once your number has been called to be great, right, and if you truly want to be great, you have to step up to the challenge no matter what the fucking issues are. Prime example, Floyd Mayweather stepped up to the challenge on three separate occasions. First one was on fucking uh, 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 Diego Corrales, where Diego Corrales came into the fight 10 pounds overweight, <laughs> fight night, you know what I'm saying? He was taller, he was stronger, he had the reach, you know what I'm saying? He had the advantage, he had the purse split, nigga was number five pound for pound in the world at the time. That's all Floyd had to go up against. Then with Aturo Gotti, a fighter that he's obviously better than, right, he still had to be the second guy. And then even in, in that matchup, Bob Arum stiffed him out of all his money. That's why he had Bob Arum in court for all these years. So, so Bob Arum could pay him the money that he didn't pay him for the Gotti fight. And then he stepped up again for the third time against Oscar De La Hoya, basically relinquishing everything all the way down to the size of the fucking glove just so he could step up to the challenge and be great. Now, for Danny Jacobs, it's like, dog, if you step up to the challenge and you really have the confidence in your skills, which I don't think he has because the motherfucker already conceded on camera that he's second best in the fucking division, right? But let's just say you supposedly have the skills you think you have, right, or you have the, the, the confidence in the skills that you think you have, right? Well, then, if you beat this motherfucker that everybody is, like, saying is so scary, he's number two pound for pound in the world, he's this and he's that, if you beat this motherfucker, then you make more money on the back end. That's what happened to Floyd. He didn't make shit against Oscar, but after he beat Oscar, motherfucker was making multiple millions every fight after that. You will get paid on the back end. So take the fucking 25% if you truly believe you can beat this dude. But we both uh, know you don't think so, so you won't take the 25%. Therefore, I don't think the fight's going to happen. Now, I'm going to say this because both fumbled and gave up the rock to the second half. Now this nigga going to have to wait till overtime because I'm going to step in. Um, <laughs> pretty much as far as Jacobs is concerned, you know, we had this talk before as far as the money goes. It's kind of hard to expect for a motherfucker that made one and a half to, you know, the two mil to fight Peter Quillen to take a step backwards to fight a guy that's easily getting three to four, you know, three million purses automatically, you know, uh, not even for his pay-per-view shit. You know, this is just his regular cable air feed. Um, <clears throat> especially, you know, we, we, we talked about the Dominic, we, Dominic Wade money, uh, you know, all the other fights. Um, so, you know, I can understand Jacob's position as far as, you know, paying, you know, um, and this is some of people's, uh, I guess, anger with the whole TBC business model as far as overpaying the fighters because it's 
putting a, a damper on this match as far as it even happening. Um, and I, I really don't think it's going to happen. Jacobs is going to end up relinqu- relinquishing that belt. Um, this is actually the only fight he could have at one sixty to where he would make something. Exactly. Else. So I kind I kind of got to go against two cases and saying he would make it on the back end. Like against who? There's nobody. No, 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 no. At one six. No, are one sixty eight. No. You know. If this nigga beat, if this nigga beats Gennady Golovkin, do you understand how many opportunities open for this motherfucker from one fifty four to one? As far as endorsements, one sixty, one sixty eight. You know, dude. like like you know, like where's the money fights as far as what? He was demanding against Golovkin Dog, on the back if end. This mother, if this motherfucker beats Gennady Golovkin, he's probably instantly going to be top five pound for pound. He will have opportunities to fight anybody from 154 to 168. It would just be up to him to make the decision to take those challenges that will be offered. Motherfuckers will be looking at Jacobs like, yo, I'm trying to take that nigga's belt like, a whole bunch of cats. I think even Canelo will fight Danny Jacobs. Oh, yeah. Of course, of, course with, of course, with a win, he's well, going to become the, right become the lion. Yeah, he'll be the lion. There's a big payday right there, There's a big payday right there, then. Canelo would fight him. That's a huge payday. If he fucking beats Golovkin and Canelo says, oh, I could beat this nigga, and they decide to fight, which I think would happen, that's your big payday right there. Right there. Okay. And he has okay. a hell of a Good point, good point, with. good point. Good point. Canelo Canelo's probably the only one that draw that. As far as anybody yeah. else at one sixty or one sixty eight, I can't really say they got the, the drawing power of a triple T. That's all I was kinda wondering where you was going with that. But I'm glad you clarified that and you know, broke it down. So, um, Bo, what you got to say, brother man? Uh you in overtime now. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know you know, there's a there's a problem when the peasants feel the need to upset the upper part of the team. So I'm going to let y'all have that today because we're talking about something. Now, here's the thing. I, and I, the problem that you're running into is an argument can be made on both sides. An argument yeah. can be made that a guy shouldn't take less than his highest purse, but an argument can also be made that if you beat this dude, then you can write your own goddamn check. If you yep. beat him, you beat him, then you become the man you can write your check. Um, the problem is that people are blaming Golovkin. They're blaming Jacobs. They're not to blame. K2 is his promoter. They're in charge of negotiation. And if I'm your promoter and I know I can get you the lion's share of something, then I'm going to do my fucking job and get you the lion's share. If I know I can get you 75% of whatever purse bid is taking place, then guess what? I'm going to get you that 75%, all right? Uh, Then people are blaming Jacob, saying, well, he should just take the fight. We don't know what people in his ear is telling him, no, man, you shouldn't take less than 1.5 because uh, this fight we feel is more than what the fuck people are reporting like, you got people reporting that, oh, this fight is only worth $3 million. This fight is only worth $4 million. And my argument to that is $3 million is what we saw him fight Dominique Wade for. How are you going to tell me mm-hmm. Jacobs is only worth the same amount as Dominique fucking Wade? Yeah. You know, the whole purse of that fight. So the problem that you have is there's arguments that you can make on both sides. As long as you have 50% of people that can argue one side, 50% that can argue the other side, then this, 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 this is the situation we're in. 
But the biggest oh. problem, again, the W fucking B A. Absolutely. They created this goddamn mess by having this motherfucking belt. Okay? Daniel Jacobs wanted to prove himself, and I, I said this, and I stick by this to this day. When Daniel Jacobs fucked up at, when he beat Peter Quillen, his stock was on the rise. Instead of him fighting a Curtis Stevens, a Willie Monroe, Gabriel Rosado, who did he fight? Sergio fucking Morta too. And when, he fought Sergio, and when you fought Sergio Morta, because here's the thing about, like, 2K has a saying that he said, boxing about what have you done for me lately, okay? When you sit down, when Floyd Mayweather sat down with Manny and said, okay, Manny, you want to make this fight, but here's the problem. I did 900K, you did 300K. Don't talk to me about no 700 with Timothy Brown. No, don't talk to me about old shit. Let's talk about what yeah. just happened recently. And what happened yeah. was he fought Sergio Morta too in a fight nobody wanted to see him fight. If he'd have fought Willie Monroe, Curtis Stevens, Gabriel Zotto, or even landed the Saunders fight, he'd have had some leverage power because he'd have said, okay, after fighting Quillen, I fought another big dude and knocked him out. Or, you know, another top guy. Well, you, you know, that's why, we, that's why we hate the whole Billy Ho thing because him and Andy Lee was official. Like, that shit was going to go. Like, right. shut and done, fucking St. Patty's Day. I was out there covering the fight against Quillen. They was already saying that shit was a go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then uh, Andy Lee dropped the rock and moved the Billy Ho, and now we got this big debacle going on now. But that's, but that's um, the problem that you have is, that instead of fighting, he, like if he, I, I, I still believe if he'd have got Willie Monroe, Gabriel Rosado, Curtis Stevens, any of them dudes, and beat them, knocked them out or whatever the case would be, then okay. But you fought Sergio Martin too in a fight. Nobody cared. Nobody cared to fucking see you fight. Like it was a senseless fight. After fighting a guy like Peter Quillen and knocking him out like you did, when your stock was on the rise, you did nothing to increase your star power. So everybody's and looking he, at you like, dude. He, he feels he deserves a certain amount of respect, you know, but well, like well, you know, you're saying. It's uh, hard, but it's hard, Twan. It's hard to give a nigga respect when he concedes he's number fucking two. I'm sorry, dog. Yeah. It's hard to give a nigga respect when he could. Do you think Earl Spence would ever tell us that he's the number two guy on the Earl Spence ain't got a title. He tells nah, you right yeah, now, nah, I'm the number nah, one motherfucker nah. at 147. Yeah, yeah. Earl Spence ain't even got a title, and he'll tell you I'm the number one motherfucker at 147. So it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to uh, – man, this is, it's just hard to get on Daniel Jacobs' side when, like 2K saying, he's talking – he's already conceded that he's number fucking two. So once you concede yeah. you number two, you got everybody looking at that saying, well, take number two money then, shit. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, good point, good point. Uh, let me get y'all spin on this, though, man, because we, we thought we were pretty much there at a decision, like, you know, not without the first bid that it was going down once we heard the, the pay-per-view. Um, to me, I felt like that was the only way this fight was going to get made, just like the Cold Blood War fight. You know, HBO's budget is HBO's budget, and that's just what it is, man, you know, uh, especially with what Jacobs is asking for. Um do you still think that's going to be at play, or how does that affect the, the, this purse bid affect all of that? Because I've never heard about a purse bid being involved in pay-per-views and shit like that. 
it almost seems mm. like this is a this probably going to be a regular HBO because you yeah. know if you think about a seventy five twenty five split on the pay per view event, you know there's there's probably going to be a, a little bit more money. I won't say a lot more. So let me get you guys take on that as far as numbers. Uh, you guys still think this is a pay per view possibility or is this going regular? <laughs> well, it, I, let me let me say something real quick. I was one of the few that thought the fight still wasn't going to happen even when they had the date, the venue, and the fucking network. And that's evidence off my, uh, the video I just made on my channel yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I told Seth, Seth played like he was getting ready to clap. <laughs> and when I announced that, I said, hold up, hold up. Don't clap yet. Don't clap yet. Put it maybe about 75%, but don't clap all the way because this shit ain't fucking official yet because they got seven days or whatnot to get to a purse bid. I said, if it goes to purse bid, this fight will not happen. And that's how I feel even pay-per-view numbers, whatever we're talking about, I don't think the fight's going to happen. But let's say if it does, even if it goes to purse bid, it's going to be on regular HBO. It's going to be on regular HBO. You can't pay-per-view a fight like that with that type of, with that type of purse split. Yeah, yeah, okay. Def, definitely uh, agree. It's going to be on regular HBO. Yeah, well, I, I just feel not just the first split. It's going to be on regular HBO because you can't justify this fight, period, being paid that's true. Especially, yeah. especially with the fuckery that's been going on. Like, how do you promote this fight with everybody feeling like Jacobs is scared? Yeah, how do you promote yeah. this fight? I mean, at least with Carnello, it was, you know, we we just knew he had a chin, but you know, that's not how yeah. it, I mean, Canelo wasn't scared. He was moving up. At least, I mean, Canelo and Khan, I'm talking about Canelo and Khan. I mean, I mean Canelo and Khan. He's Kevin, Canelo and Leon Smith. It's number one and he's number no, two. No, no. Well, you, know, you can't promote a fight when you motherfucker was scared, man. I'm sorry. You can't You can't promote a fight when the general public said a nigga scared, man. Jacobs would have to turn into Adrian Broner overnight, fam, up until the fucking fight date. And, that's not that's and I'm like, and if you look at people like exactly. us, we wouldn't take we wouldn't take that shit serious no way if it came from Jacobs. That ain't him. So no. you know, I, I don't no. think yeah. but, 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 I don't think but that's the way to sell this fight at all. Once the general public once the general public is scared, dude, they can't take I mean think about this, dog. Two K down there in Texas. Niggas can't take two K seriously because they know he's scared of me. So <laughs> I owed you one for that Eminem comment, nigga. Wow. Y'all super wild tonight, man. Get off to our next topic on that note. Um, man, we still got a lot of shit to go through tonight, fellas. Um, shit, where we want to take it? Uh, I guess we want to go. We go with the little fellas on this one, man. We had uh, Naya Nui versus Kohi Kono announced the other day, man. Um. That's a pretty nice fight, man. I, I'm not hating that one at all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, break it down on this one. You know, he, he loved the little fellas. That, you know, that's his big thing, man. Uh, so go ahead, man. What you think of this fight being made? I know Kono just is coming off a loss. Um, he's a little bit past his, he past his prime. Uh, yeah. He took it. He, he, you just kind of took it right out of my right out of my mouth. Like, you know, he... he it's not so much a breakdown for me personally, man. Uh, Kono is a guy that, that turned over a new leaf, man. Early on in his career, he, was, he wasn't he was terrible, but 
let's just say he was a guy that was in the division that if you're looking at him, you're like, oh, he'll probably never be world champion. He'll be a nice gatekeeper, though, later on in his career. And then he grew to become an actual world champion. Um, but now, like you just said, he's getting older. He's past his prime. So he's going back to that status he was at before he became world champion. He's already hit his peak. And him losing in his uh, last fight against Louis Concepcion, and he did not look impressive at all. I mean, he got his ass whooped until probably like round nine where he finally turned the fucking the pressure on that he was supposed to do early on in the fight. Um, and he, he probably didn't start winning rounds until then. Against Naoye Anoye, you have to be on your A-plus game from round one. And Noye is a whole nother fucking animal from Louis Concepcion. So I I don't like this fight um, for Kano. Even though he's still a high-level guy, there's just there's scenarios in boxing where you have two high-level guys right, in, a, in a given division, but it's evident that fighter A is still just no match for fighter B, even though they're both, even though they're both high-level guys. I is think this the cash is, out. Is this is this the cash out? Is that what you're saying, TJ? Um, it, 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 it's possible. I mean, you can't really cash out at the little weight. <laughs> I mean, that, but I, J- T- those two in Japan, though, that that's the cash out over there. You know yeah, I mean? uh, yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, it, it, it could be maybe Kano really wants to beat Anoye and become champion again. I don't know, but I give my man a good ten percent, maybe five percent chance. To win this fight, man. So I, I think I think I know he's gonna get him out of there. I say around seven or eight. He's gonna get him out of there. All right, uh, Bo. What you think about this fight being made? Um, as far as now his next fight, I know he wanted to go after, um, Oh Chocolatito. You know that was pretty much the name he's gunning for. Um, as far as this being the replacement belt, until that could probably happen, if it does come to, to fruition at all. Um, what do you think about this fight, Bo? Uh, I, I like the fight if 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 it's a listen like 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 two K said it really much you could say like two K said Connell you know kind of turned over um, you know kind of turned over a new leaf um, he's trying to become a a, a, a different type of fighter uh, but uh, as far as I'm concerned this is I think this is just annoying just trying to stay busy trying to stay sharp. Because, you know, oh. he's trying to get, you know, he's trying this to get. This is a good ass uh, stay busy fight, though. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah, well, last but, 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 that's, you know, um, that's a noise uh, M.O. That's that's a noise M.O. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and, and that's what I like about him. That's his M.O. So he's fighting, you know, this Dicono. And then, I mean, of course, you got the other two cats up there. It was one dude in his division, Concepcion. But I know the dude he really wants is Roman Gonzalez. So. This uh, is just a stay-busy fight that he can get Roman Gonzalez. But I agree with everything 2K said, man. You have to be at the top of your game when you're going in against a guy like uh, uh, Anoye because, you know, the dude is called the monster for a reason. You know, yeah. he, doesn't fight, he doesn't fight like most Japanese fighters I've ever seen. The dude no, is straight up in America. I mean, he, it's too like yeah, he just watched him yeah, like fight, he's from you know? America. Yeah, he, he could be yeah, in the States easily, easily. Easily, easily. Uh, so, man, I like this. Um, you know, I, I actually like I, I actually like the fight personally. For it, you know, like you were saying, if this is a stay busy fight, you know, I'm not mad at this being a stay busy fight compared to who we fought last time around the stay busy. 
Um, I, I know TK was going to say something, so I'll go ahead and let him go ahead and uh, get that in. Uh, I, it's just a little bit, man. Uh, I, I was just going to give a better example of what I said earlier about, you know, if you've got two high-level guys, but it's obvious that fighter A is just no match for fighter B. Perfect example, when Kali Malignaggi was a 147-pound champion, and at the same time, Floyd Mayweather was the champion at 147. They're both high-level guys, but it's obvious that Kali Malignaggi is no match for Floyd Mayweather. You see, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of what this is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, minus yeah. Kano being that's a champion. True. That's true. Definitely agreed. Definitely agreed. Um, uh, we've we uh, been talking uh, about the other champ. That, uh, we'll be talking about the other champion as far as Louis Conception later on in the show. Um, but that's actually a fight I, I think see I see coming to fruition soon. Actually, is Conception against Anui. Like I could see that fight happening over Anui against um, Chocolatito. Like I don't think Chocolatito yeah. wants to take that fight against Anui personally. Not after Francis. Especially right now, considering the shit that happened with his trainer passing away, like Chocolate Hito's gonna lose, man. Y'all just don't know. Like the, the writing's been already in the cards lost. already. Yeah, the cho- <laughs> the writing's been in the cards already, man. And oh. him losing his trainer recently, it's just not gonna build bode well for him. And him even fighting the newie without his the trainer that he's been with all this time, um, yeah, it just doesn't bode well for him, man. But uh, with that said, we're going to kick it off with some women's boxing, man. You know, we don't get to talk about them often, but, you know, we, we definitely pay attention when we can to them. We got uh, Cecilia Brackett with her next opponent announced finally. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You did Stevens. not introduce her right. You did not introduce her right. Introduce <laughs> her right, fam. Introduce her properly, fam. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, man. I'm not going to, cause you know I got a okay, lot. I got okay. a lot of ladies. I got a lot of ladies out there that you know be listening, and you know I, right, I, I, can't, be, I can't be. Put, put, I can't be. I can't be labeled. You know, putting that label okay. on them like that. All right, I'm gonna do be it then. Me, if I do, it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it then. This is Bo from Truth and Facts, and the next topic we're going into is the most beautiful woman in combat sports. Period. Cecilia uh, Brackett. I'm gonna pass it over to Twan so he can introduce the. the he can introduce the topic. <laughs> Um, man, I'm finna block this nigga, man. I'm finna do this nigga, man. He finna get muted for that shit. But, um, but we got her. It looks like she'll be facing Kiara Swinson in her next fight, um, the Defender titles. Um, 2K, he's big on the women's scene as well, so we're going to let him get this. Uh, Clara Spencer, it's looking like they'll be fighting around a new year, you know, January 28th. Um, Spencer, 17-1 and one from Sweden. Um, 2K, have you seen anything about her? I haven't seen Spencer fight. Of course, we've all seen Brackett's fight. You know, that, that's our chick right there. But um, have you seen oh, anything yeah. as far as Spencer? You know, she's 17-1. and one. Uh, not a lot of power. It's saying twenty nine, you know, seventeen to one or five KOs. Um, what, what can you tell us about this possibly happening? Is this a big fight? Uh, um, <laughs> it's not a big fight. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, not for brackets for Kiara. It is. I mean. <laughs> I mean, shit, that's like, you know, Floyd Mayweather telling, you know what I'm saying, uh, 
you know, a guy like Keith Thurman, hey, bro, I'm going to fight you next. But Keith Thurman going to be like, oh, my God, thank you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, that's what the fuck this is. But um, the only thing I can tell you guys is uh, Spence is a, a, she's a good boxer. She's a good boxer. Um, <laughs> that's not going to be enough to beat a girl like Cecilia Brackett. She, I think she has – I'm not sure if she has a reach advantage because um, they don't really document girls' reach. Uh, on BoxRec or any other of those those uh, boxing databases, they they neglect to put a female's reach out there. But looking at the fight, it looks like their reach is either the same or Spencer has longer arms. Um, but her boxing ability is just not up to par, or it's not on the same level as Cecilia Brackett's. Plus, Brackett has so many tools in the chest. She can outbox you. She can, she can fight like Carlos Coadra. Or she could fight like Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm extremely identical to Floyd, but she has that ability to stand there. Yeah, you know, and her, weave big your ass and her big ass titties get in the way of them hooks. Yeah, I don't man, mind looking don't, at them, though. Bro, don't talk about that right now. I'm trying to stay focused, fam. But, man, like you just kind of knocked me off my goddamn my, my point. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man, she she's an excellent counterpuncher as well. So just the fact that Spencer, who also doesn't have the defensive ability to stay away from the counterpunching ability of Cecilia Brackett, I think she's going to get thoroughly outboxed um, for twelve rounds. But I mean, it's a it's a good little step up fight for Spencer. She's got a lot of buzz in her her uh her home nation. Um, so it'll be good for her. But it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a wash. Definitely agree. Uh, I definitely could agree with you there. Uh, man, the experience, but you got to throw in the experience factor right there. You know, you know, this is a 11-12 mm-hmm. fight difference, and Brackett's mm-hmm. been there against everybody. Um, you know, this is actually a mandatory defense. We don't see that often in uh, women's fights, so um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out personally, if there's going to be any kind of challenge for her. I doubt it. I'm on. I'm kind of leaning with 2K that this is going to be an easy fight for. Uh, but what's your thoughts on this one, man? I know you. Uh, you know that's your secret wife, and you be uh, you know, get trying to get in trouble with your wife over watching her. But uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Hold on. Let me tell you something, nigga. Let me tell you something, nigga. Let me tell you something, uh, nigga. Let me tell you something, nigga. I run my house. That's why this basement door is locked. All right. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow. no! I I agree with everything Two K said. You really can't add nothing to it. But Kiara um, uh, uh, Sevenson, this is a big fight for her. Uh, I'm just glad because um, Cecilia Brackett, when she fought in her hometown, nine thousand people came to see her to see her fight. There's some. There's too many ways that Cecilia Brackett can beat you, like 2K said. Like, think about this. When, when we saw her sit down on her punches, and she's not known for knocking <clears> people out, she knocked out um, Mathis, Sophia Mathis. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, she rounds. Yeah, exactly, what did she do? Exactly. Right, she spent her. She spent her around and sat down on her punches because she probably wanted to give a good display for fighting in her home country, and that's what she did. But we also know that she can box you from the outside like Floyd Mayweather. She's, she's she's exceptionally fluent, exceptionally talented. I mean, I mean, I, I look. It's I agree. It's a wash. I just want 
the women's boxing to get more uh, more attention and more notice. And I think he's definitely that, coming as far as with women's boxing. You know, we got Katie Taylor. Um, you know, we got old girl from New York, um, Heather Hardy. Um, yeah, Serrano, you know the Serrano sisters. You know I sisters, love them personally. Yeah. The Serrano sisters, both of them are badass boxers. Like they, they could throw down. Um, Brockus, you know we got um, Clarissa Shields. You know she just made her debut and she's already, you know, ready to go after some big names. So you know I think it's on the come of man. <laughs> it's just a matter of marketing it. You know, um, she she is the big name at middleweight. <laughs> That division is more wide open than men's middleweight. I mean, it's, man, ain't nobody there. Uh, <laughs> are you know, looking, yeah, we looking at her going that for a belt like Lomachenko after two fights? You know, man, in her second they, fight, a title? They should. I don't see why they not. They should. Uh, but I agree. She does. She definitely has the skill set too. Clarissa uh, can throw down, man. Uh, shit, I I take her beating some of the men at middleweight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, she beat Billy Ho. Billy Ho. Billy Ho, aka the Beef Butter Man. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, uh, hey, yeah, I tell you what, yeah. Cecilia Brackis. Cecilia Brackis. Can beat my ass as long as, as as long as I get to go home with it when it's over. Uh, hell That's yeah. another topic. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna we not gonna go into that on this show, man. You know what I'm saying? We not gonna go there. We not going there. Um, don't go there. Don't go there. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want to say what a show we having. We having a wonderful show with the three most knowledgeable guys of the movement. Absolutely. Shot no fired. Shot fired. Nope. You know, you know, no what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we had another big announcement uh, yesterday, I want to say. Um, Shakur Stevenson, 2016 <clears throat> silver medalist um, from the Olympic, yeah. Olympic Games. He's uh now when I first heard this I thought it was a Rock Nation thing him signing with them so I was wrong so I'll go ahead and clarify for people he did not sign with Rock Nation what he did do was officially go pro and sign with Jay Prince and Andre Ward's management team so that's he oh, that's after his management angle he's not with Rock Nation so don't let's not get it twisted just want to put that out there and be you know clarify because when I first heard it I was kind of upset about hearing it. You know, when I thought the whole thing was Rock Nation, it, that's not what it is. Jay Prince and Andre Ward have a management team, and that's they're going to be handling his career. With that said, um, Bo, um, what do you think about this move? Is this a good move for Shakur? Uh, yeah, I think it is a good move, and I'm going to tell you why. People don't agree to disagree. First of all, I don't know why nobody saw this coming, Andre Ward. Is his favorite fighter exactly? Yeah, exactly. Underwood is a fighter. Underwood is a fighter that he looks up to. Uh, uh, he gets a chance to train with his his favorite fighter idol. Andre Ward just came off of a fight that he won, so even more he wanted to gravitate toward that. And by him not being necessarily signed to Rock Nation, it gives him a little bit more of control over wiggle room and what he wants to do. Because I, you know, there's a lot of fights Rock Nation fighters can't get, uh, be it politics or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, uh, going with Jay Prince, 
going with Andre <laughs> Ward, your idol, and people can say what they want to say. Like Andre Ward, you can talk, you can say what you want to say. Motherfuckers call it being a diva, but I can name a lot of motherfucking divas in boxing that tried to make sure that they got what they felt they was worth. And if Andre Ward can. We'll go into that in a minute, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I definitely like I definitely like this move because the reality is Shakur Stevens is a prospect, and when you're a prospect coming into this game, and I, I think he's going to go to what the 126 division. 126. So yep. He'll be fighting that other yeah, way. Okay. Yep. Right. So he's going to go into the 126 division. It's a deep division, and I just feel like. When you when you are a prospect and you coming in, you want to be around cats that's gonna make you feel not necessarily cater to you, but feel somewhat confident. And if Andre Ward is your idol and you look up to him, and we know how Andre Ward trained and we know how, how Andre Ward is as a person, that's a good fit for Shakur Stevens as far as knowing somebody has his back. So I get what people all oh, Al to pay him money and all money and all that shit have come. Right now, what you need is a prospect. You need to have your mind, your, you, you, you need your mind at ease. And signing with Jay Prince and Andre Ward, catch that you feel got your back, got to put him at ease so he can focus on his boxing. All right. I'm going to pass it on to TK. Um, <clears throat> anything you'd like to add? What, do you, what are your thoughts on him signing with uh, Jay Prince and uh, Ward's management team? Yeah, I thought it was, I think it's a great idea. I actually thought, shit, what we thought earlier about Rock Nation was good. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's excellent. They're you like, think Rock like, Nation uh, would be would be a good fit with Shakur? Like, you think that would even be cool for him, or you think absolutely because it's, absolutely because it's going in on, on the ground floor. And right now, the only two promotional companies that are actually still um, that have major networks backing backing them, and they're not falling by the wayside, or at least slowly declining, is Rock Nation and PBC or TMT. And then you got main events, of course, but main events only gives a fuck about Kovalev. They don't even care about any of the other. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't have anybody else. Well, you know what? I I actually thought either Rock Nation or Richard Schaefer would have would have been. Well, I think the Schaefer I think the Schaefer move would be perfect for him as far as linking up with a promoter. Uh, because he's based on the East Coast, close to where uh, Shakur is from in Newark. Um, so I thought Schaefer uh, and uh, DeBella were the two best bets for him linking as far as a promoter wise. Um, well, DeBella, I'll go ahead and show. DeBella, DeBella works with PBC, so as long mm-hmm. as he's under the PBC banner, that would have been good for him, regardless of what promoter he's working with. But yeah, Schaefer as well, he's under P- he's working with PBC, so PBC, either yeah, one exactly. of those guys would have been good. So I, I, that's what I was actually getting to. And, and, you know, me and Twine, we went in about this shit for a minute, and I've been waiting to say this, but I scored an a eighth-round knockout of Twine, you know what I'm saying, in our debate. My man, he, he, was, he, was, he was a good fighter, but I had to knock his ass out, you know what I'm saying. He'll never do that again. By the way, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when both chimed in and said Richard Schaefer was a good fit, I actually agree with that. That was a, that was a good point. Um, but yeah, as long as he's under one of the promotional companies that's not falling by the wayside. I mean, Golden Boy won't even know what the fuck them niggas is doing outside of Canelo. They're not doing shit. Okay, you got top rank. They're falling by the wayside because they just lost their major network. All right, so uh, Bob Aram is actually using his own resources to promote the fighters that he feel will give him the most money, which is Pacquiao and Lomachenko. He's not even really promoting Crawford right now. Okay, so. Um, 
I mean, I'm not even going to talk about banner fucking promotions, basically a promotional company that, shit, I'm probably a part of and don't even really know right now. You know what I'm saying? Then you got fucking <laughs> Warrior Seminoles boxing. You know, all these other promoters, they, they, don't, they don't have it. Dan Cousin's promotional company that's ran by his, uh, his brother-in-law or something, they don't have it. They don't have it. So I think it's either one of the promotional companies under the PBC banner, Rock Nation, and then Andre Ward is probably going to be under the Rock Nation banner as well. So that I think this is a good fit for him. It's a great fit. I could agree with the management angle as far as Jay Prince and Ward. Uh, Jay Prince built a couple of a uh, couple of the good fighters. Ward definitely has business acumen as far as you know. Um, he's been in some pretty uh, uncelebrated divisions, and he's made the most of his career as far as what he's getting money wise and with endorsements. So I definitely think this is a good. Uh, a good sign for Shakur with as far as that part of it. Um, with that said, I wouldn't want to see him sign the Rock Nation, and I, I got two simple, <laughs> uh, one simple word for that, or two, two. Um, Rigo and Cotto. Um, oh my God, we already talked about this, nigga. <laughs> Toto. No, Toto. I'm just saying they they have not done it. They haven't done the best job as far as handling their careers, you know. Um, so I wouldn't want to see it happen with Shakur. Um, I say Man, I would I, prefer him. I, I would say as far as building the prospect, nah. Rock Nation ain't got uh, no experience uh, in that kind of shit. You know, but you gotta start. You gotta start somewhere. Golden Boy didn't have no experience either. I wouldn't want to be no guinea pig. They had a seventy fighter stable, fam. Golden Boy wasn't shit and had a seventy fighter stable. I I wouldn't want to be the guinea pig for Rock Nation, man. Like they just ain't done it for me yet, personally. Seeing from from the track record, they haven't done enough. The two examples you just provided, Cotto is fucking up his own career. I'm not gonna blame that on Rock Nation. This motherfucker's asking for niggas that's never been to 154 and they fucking lives, let alone even weighed 154 for any fight. He's trying to get all them niggas to go there to fight him for big paydays. And then Rigo, we just talked about him. Nobody wants to fight the guy. There's only so much a promotional company can do if everybody you're trying to give fights to is saying no. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, can go, I can go beyond that, though. Um, you know, look at the promotion for Kovalev Ward. This is like their premier fight. You know, even they, they got right. Miguel Cutter, who's probably their – I would probably say he's probably the bigger name than Ward, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, look at their whole promotion angle for that fight. Like they, I they agree. don't, they just ain't got it, man. Like I wouldn't want to see Shakur go through that. You know, I don't want to see him be the guinea pig. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they they just ain't got it. You know, I, Schaefer, he's built fighters. Heyman, he's built fighters. You know, uh, the Bella, he had he's built fighters. You know, like they they have yeah. proven track records already, man. Um, those guys. Are I, I know. I know. Stuff. I know. Uh, War has the, the allegiance with Rock Nation, um, and they they have some other things as far as advertisement. They might be able to swing Shakur into immediately, probably before some of the promoters could. But you know, like I said, that's his management team. They should be able to do that without Rock Nation being involved in it. Yeah. You know, um, so <clears> I agree with <throat> no the journey. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to Shakur. Another reason why we can't see him sign with Rock Nation to be is because he's at one twenty six. We we can't have that, man. Um it's gonna is the politics like Bo said, the politics involved is gonna come into play. So That's regardless, uh, man. And like it 
like I said, I guarantee you top rank who just signed Michael Conlon. Michael Conlon is not going to get any promotion either because top rank no longer has the resources. Like with Crawford, they built him up because they still had HBO, and we were able to see him take a fight with the two weeks notice against uh, Bo's favorite guy, Brandon Prescott. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> take the fight with him. And, that's, and, we, and we were able to see that shit because they still had HBO backing them. They don't have that anymore. That's why Top Rank and Bob Aram are like, Al Hammond, please, my bad. We're going to take away the lawsuit, please. I'll suck your dick. That's why they're doing that. Because they need I got Al these Hammond. cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why they need Al Hammond now. <laughs> model, that's what I'm saying. Those bigger companies that were, you know, pre-Al Heyman, they're going by the wayside right now. I, but I agree with you guys. You know, the the, the promotional com- companies under uh, PBC banner, absolutely, he should do that. It, that would have been good. But either way, I'm fine with it. All right. Uh, we got in some more news coming. Uh, one of probably our favorite guy at 154 uh, consensus-wise, Demetrius Boo Boo Andrade. Or Andre, I always get it wrong. Um, <laughs> we thought this shit was settled already. Um, they got another person coming with Jack Cool K on December fifteenth for that WBA regular title. Um, oh, oh, I'm not gonna like what I'm about to say. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to you first, man. Um, no, yeah. no, it's 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 not about that. I just. Oh man, I don't nah, know. Yeah, the, w, the, w, the, w, the WBA again. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. I just got uh, I just got a message from uh, a dude that Two K is probably not gonna come on the podcast for. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him on here. Ooh. Oh shit! Yeah, I ain't gonna be on here. <laughs> <laughs> Is who are we talking about, uh, man? Sabre Kendo is fighting um, Shannon Briggs for the WBA title. I will not. <laughs> man, boy, you can almost see it coming with that shit with Lucas Brown, man. Like, it is not surprising. Yeah, I um, said it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, he's uh, over in training camp with David Hay right now. Nah, whatever, man. Who Fred's is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's getting good work in at least, but you know, shit. Oh yeah, we're gonna bring him on the show. I'm, 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 I'm inviting him right now as we speak. He, he gonna come on the show. Bring his old ass on. I think you're gonna hate you after the show. Bring his old ass on. Oh, man. 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 Don't, don't let Fred get trolled on our show, man. I'm not gonna ask him. No, I'm not gonna do. How is that trolling when I'm gonna spit that? That's not trolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to spit that. <laughs> I'm about to spit the city camp tonight. Right, both, both, both in the play. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is, he, is he finna come on? Or let me know if he's coming on or not. So, um, I'm gonna no, 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 no. I'm not going to be on right now. I'll let y'all know. Man. I'm going to get I'm going to get I'm going to get nerves right there. That's yeah. what it I'm going to get 2K a chance to come up with his mysterious illness. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, that nigga going to hit him fast. <laughs> I'm like, you know you should get that shot to 
Luis Ortiz, right? You know you're too goddamn old. You ain't never really did shit in your career to, to get that shot right now, right? That's exactly what I'll say to the that. That'd be question number one. <laughs> think twice. Think twice, bro. You know what? I think I just have more truth than facts, man. Yeah, that man. You know, fuck with the integrity of our shit. <laughs> I guess. We got a Kukai versus Demetrius Andrade um, first bid going on on December 15th for the second time. Um, I don't know if the fuck is going to be any different this time around, personally. Sourland is going to win the fucking first bid again. So I don't think they're going to win it. And they're going to make an excuse. They're going to win it and come up with another reason why they don't want to take this fight, man. That's Bo, I'll let, you, I'll, let you, I'll let you go ahead and speak on it, man. I was going to come to you first anyway on this one. Um, what, what's going to happen with this? I, I've never seen anything like this happen as far as two first bids for a fight uh, going down. Um, I don't know what to really expect here. Um, go ahead. Again, what organization are we talking about, man? What organization are we talking about, though? Yeah. <laughs> what organization are we yep. talking about? I mean, are we really fucking shot? What organization, like, like, Real talk, the WBA this year fucked. They fucked. Somebody, motherfucker, need to take a stick of bad dynamite with C4 and some goddamn nitroglycerin and burn that goddamn building to the fucking ground because they ain't doing shit right. They you you having a purse bid for Cole K, a, a guy who, who who really I'm I'm just gonna say it, he don't want to fight Demetrius Andre. And, I, and, and I'm going to say this. After that performance Demetri Andrade gave to Willie Nelson, I think it might have been 2K or somebody who put out a tweet, nobody 154 after seeing this is going to be eager to jump in there with Demetri Andrade. And that shit is the fucking truth. Andrade needs, like when we talk about running up on people, what Andrade needs to do, what, what, what Andrade needs to do is run up on Lauder and be like, yo, yeah. what's up, man? What's up, man? Let's just fight. Let's, 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 let's get this on and fight. I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to win that belt. But even if he wins the WBA belt, there's no guarantee they're going to make this because, fight. Yeah, we, already seen how they, we already see how they're doing with the consolidation shit. You know, yeah, like it gives so, them the, the leeway, the power, but they ain't got to take the fight, you know. Um, yeah, so. And we have yet to man, see the WA strip anybody. Other than, right, uh, okay. Well, shit, other than that interim shit from Ortiz, really. Yeah, so I'm not, you know, I, I, I ain't got much to say on this. The only thing I'm going to say is, Demetrius, and I don't know why he resigned with Banner Promotions. He's had issues with him before. Like, uh, who? I think that's you that talk about the Winky, the Winky School of Boxing, or, or Winky, uh, Winky Wright School of Boxing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why Demetrius Andre resigned with them, especially with the troubles that he had with them before. So I don't understand why he resigned with them. But you know, this just he made that decision, and this is the result of of that decision, which has turned out to be a bad one because. He he gets a fight with Willie Nelson and nothing since that fight. So here we go again with a with a dude who probably is the best guy at one fifty four, but nobody's ever gonna find out. Yep. Uh, TK, I'll pass it on to you, man. This is one of the most talented guys in boxing, man. Uh, like we'll agree, we all think he's probably the top dude at one fifty four, hands down. Count most talented guy right now. Um. Man, like, what kind of what is this doing to his career, man? Not being able to to get these fights, you know, having these businesses, and he's he's approaching thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's still young in boxing. 
you can still get a lot done. But, you know, when you have a track record like he has the last couple of years, man, what does this say? Um, go ahead, TK. Well, when it's all said and done, and I hope I'm 100% wrong, he will go down as another fighter, another talented fighter in boxing history that was not able to get the opportunities he needed to get to show that he should be one of the top fighters in the Hall of Fame. It'll happen to Demetrius Andrade. We're seeing it happen right now to get him on So the problem is is that he signed with Banner Promotions. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, he could want this fight 100%, right? But his promotional company, whom he stated, shout out to uh, Big Cool, Big Cool's uh, interview with him, he stated that the reason why he signed with Banner is possible because they gave him more uh, leeway with his career. He had more control. Mm -hmm. But what you sacrifice is promoter clout, meaning Sauerland, which is the largest German promotional company. Yeah, yeah. And this is a German fighter who has a belt. So that's already two negatives that are going against you. And then the big negative is your fucking promotional company is probably one of the weakest <laughs> promotional companies out there. Let me say the weakest of the named promotional companies because there's thousands of promotional companies out there. It's one of the weakest of the named. So Sourland is going to be like, shut up, bitch. I'll do what the fuck I want to do. That's what Sourland is basically telling Banner Promotion. So with that said, like Twine already stated, they're going to win the, the purse bid. When they win the purse bid, like my man Bo stated, they're probably going to do some more fuckery like they did the first time around, and the fight probably won't get made. Listen, Jack Coke gets this fight made, and, and um, you know, Demetrius Andre goes over to Germany. Jack Coke will no longer be the WBA regular champion, and he will have two losses on his resume after that fight. It's obvious, and he probably won't even last six rounds, okay? So it's like, what's another thing I want you guys to understand? Jack Coke has never fought outside of Germany uh, ex- with the exception of Denmark and Finland, meaning he has not fought top American fighters before. So this would be a major jump for him. So And it's a game-banger with speed, a game-banger with speed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So doing what, let me, let, me, let, me, let me mention another guy that Germany loved that hoarded the WBA belt, Jurgen Bramer. Right? <laughs> doing what fucking Jurgen Bramer is doing or was doing before he lost to Nathan Cleverly, he's doing it at 154, right? Why would he want to give Demetrius Andrade his belt? That's essentially what he's doing, just handing it to him. They're going to do whatever they can to not make this fight, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think this fight is going to get made. If it does, I'll be happy as fuck because Demetrius Andrade be the champion and we could possibly get a fight with Eric Lonnie Law in 2017. But I, I'm not holding my breath, man. Well, you know, here's something interesting, though. Go ahead, Bo. I'll let you get yours out. Here's something interesting. Demetrius Andre, and and, and this is to tell you the scenario he's in. Demetrius Andre is ranked number one by the WBC, the WBA, and the WBO. I don't see Canelo Alvarez fighting Andre. I don't think they're going to put Charlo in there right now because uh, uh, Jamal is about to fight Julian Williams. The only the only one he's not right he's not right nowhere in the IDF, which I don't fucking understand that. Well, hold, right on, hold, on, hold, yeah. hold on, hold on, Bo. You said the WBC Jermel Charlo is the WBC champion. Jamal, who's fighting J Rock, is the IBF. So well, no, 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 no
I don't see Charlo being too eager to 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 get in there with Andrea right now. Well, the thing and, is, Hartley is actually you know, Charlo's mandatory in the WBC, not exactly Don Andre yeah. right now. So exactly. uh, we're, we're, we're not even sure we're not even sure if we're going to get that fight yet because that shit right. should have been made already. Honestly, exactly. that fight is. That fight is trash, though. But go ahead, bro. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but that's, I just wanted to make that out. Like, if you look at it, the, the divisions he's ranked number one in, do you see any of the dudes winning titles looking to fight him? I don't. No, I'm, no, no. Canelo's definitely not. Um, Lara, I can see them fighting, but I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for that to happen. You know, like, I can see yeah. it happening, but it's going to take a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but that's um, the only one. And and, no, and that's, that's the only it. one. And the path to Lauda is called K, and that shit is fuckery right now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I just want to really want to see Boozoo get his uh, career on track, man. Like, we've we seen what he could possibly be. You know, he's finally got the network backing with Showtime. And you know what I'm still looking forward to, man, is them possibly coming up with, like, some kind of Super 6 or Super 8 for 154. All these guys are exclusive to one to pretty much the Heyman and Showtime. You know they could be, yeah, at one fifty four. So I'm like, okay, now, now why won't it happen? Because of the because Canelo would drop that belt immediately. Canelo would drop that belt immediately. Okay, but that, that we're talking why. about a deep ass division like the one fifty four. That's why I'm like, it's a possibility outside of Canelo. Um, like there's still a lot of good fights there, man. Um, I, I would love to see it personally, man. I think this is a division worthy of a, of a Super Six or Super Eight tournament. Uh, I would love to see it personally. Um, it would automatically put the best in there against the best, mm-hmm. and they're all young, scrappy guys that could end up fighting twice against each other, two, three times in their career. You know, between 154 and 160. So you mean. We, it's needed for boxing, dog. That that's what I'm looking at. It's needed for boxing. Um, to me, that's not. That's, in, take, go ahead. That wouldn't be a super, a super eight tournament. I mean, that because you don't have Canelo, I mean, you don't have you don't have Canelo, you don't have Cotto. They're not gonna be in there. I I, I wouldn't call that. I mean, I don't even consider. Like, I I don't consider Cotto even a a championship contender kind of dude like right now though. Like he's just fighting for money fights, you know. You Cotto, know I don't Cotto, see him fighting anybody big in one fifty four. I think Cotto beats um he beats Jamel Charlo pretty pretty handily in my opinion. Not Jamal, not the one that's fighting J Rock. Jamel, he beats him pretty handily. But I don't know, man. Like it just just the absence of certain fighters, in my opinion, like Canelo. I mean, but look at the Canelo. Super 6 at 168. Like, you know, they, it didn't have super Those huge are the best. names to carry him in the Those States. Are the but it, yeah, but it wasn't super huge names to carry him in the States. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, not, we, they, everybody they, didn't know Frotch and all them, you know, over oh, here. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. It's not the name. It's the fucking talent. Canelo is one of the best fighters at super, at, uh, at fucking 154. And he's not well, even going to My run. thing is, if we're talking about 154 is a super deep division with a lot of, it's a lot of depth there, man. Like, I, I well, don't Canelo's think he could go wrong. Canelo's one yeah, of them. Yeah, and, and can, Canelo's already it. gone, though. Canelo's already said that was his last fight at 154. So that that's already it, though. Like, we, that, it. he said that was his last fight at 154. Against, I heard, um, and why is he I trying to get motherfuckers to fight him at 154 then? I Ooh. doubt it, though. Yeah, I doubt it. Canelo. He's been trying to get the fight since then. I've heard he, about the he, rematch, he but that, that, shit 
Who? He tried to get Marquez at 154. Marquez? No, Marquez. Marquez. He tried to get Marquez at 154. Cotto? Yeah. No, Canelo. Canelo tried Canelo? to get Marquez at 154. Cotto did. I didn't, I haven't heard about Marquez trying to get him at 154. No, okay, Canelo. Remember, I thought you were talking about Cotto. No, Cotto. Yeah, yeah, we're saying yeah. Canelo's done at one fifty four, dog. He said his fight with a uh, Smith was his last fight at one fifty four. That's that's yeah, the last that. I heard about it personally. That's I don't just think on that's my gonna end. happen though. I don't think that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. So okay. he, they're gonna expect him to fight Triple G. <laughs> they're not trying to do that, bro. <laughs> I mean, even then, like, but we can't say he's not going to fight somebody at 160 other besides that either, too. They'll fight him at 155. They'll fight him at 155. Not that shit again. Actually, not that bullshit again. Actually, Oscar De La Hoya has recently said he thinks that there's a good opponent for him at 160. David LeBeau. It's going to be some in-house shit. It's going to be some in-house shit. Conor McGregor. Man, whatever. Bo has blocked the rest of this show for even bringing up MMA on this shit. <laughs> that, that motherfucker gonna be muted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, we gonna kick it off into uh, another topic. We got um. Well, I guess we could go ahead and do our fighter previews, actually, man, because we, we got a lot coming up this weekend. What which, which y'all want to start with, man? Uh, y'all want to do the, the, the Charlo Williams car first? What, y'all want to take it there since we already talked about 154? Yes, whatever. All right, man, so we go ahead and start off with the, the J-Rock and uh, Jamal Charlo car. Um, on the main event for that would, of course, be Abner Marez versus Jesus Cuellar being in on the West Coast in L.A. You know, they got to cater to the market. So that it is what it is. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and break down Marez Cuellar first, and then we'll go ahead and go to J-Rock Williams because I think that's the bigger of the fights anyway. Um, what do you guys think about Cuellar versus Marez? Man, Marez has been talking a lot of a lot of shit lately, you know, about being rejuvenated with Robert Garcia and all that. Um, TJ, how you see this shit happening? Is Marez rejuvenated, or is he just really washed as most of us think? Uh, I just told I told my co-host earlier today, man, in the gym that Robert Garcia is probably not the best trainer for Abner Marez, um, because Robert Garcia he he's good at um, helping you do something more that you're already good at, right? But he's not good at introducing uh, you to new things. Now, that may sound like a kind of a, a, a negative statement or unbelievable statement because of uh, what he did with Marcos Medana's jab. But the thing is, Marcos Medana always had a jab. He just never threw it. And Robert Garcia was like, yo, you're going to use this jab from now on. Abner Marez, the way that he's been um, declining uh, recently, ever since the fucking Johnny Gonzalez first-round knockout, he needs a trainer like Yoel Diaz, um, uh, Virgil Hunter, uh, Barry Hunter. He needs guys that can say, okay, that's your skill set? All right, well, here you go. This is what you're going to do with that. Robert Garcia is not that kind of guy. Therefore, going into this fight, I don't think he's rejuvenated. I think he just... He may fight harder, but he'll be doing. He'll be making the same mistakes uh, in this fight. As for Quayar, um, 
my issue with him is that he lacks a jab. Um, I need him to jab more against a guy like Abner Morris. Um, but he has the explosiveness to beat a guy who's fading like Abner Morris. So it's, a, it's an excellent fight. Um, to answer the question, no, I don't think uh, Robert Garcia rejuvenated him. But it's still a very uh, intriguing fight because Cuellar has a lot of flaws um, that will be interesting to see if he actually fixed those flaws in this fight now. Definitely. Um, Bo, uh, follow up, then. Uh, your thoughts on this fight as far as Mares and uh, Cuellar? Um, can we get a prediction on you? Get a prediction yeah, on you on this one? Yeah, I got Cuellar. I'm going to tell you why I got Cuellar. I don't know what uh, Abner Mares has left. Abner Mares is 26 exactly. years old, but he's an old 26-year-old because he's been through a lot of wars, which is ironic. He's with Robert, Robert uh, Garcia because Robert Garcia retired at age 26 because he was also in a lot of wars. And I say this to people all the time. The most technical fighter to come out there at Camp Oxnard is Mikey Garcia. He's the most technical dude to come out of there. Nobody else that comes out of there is technically sound. And the reason being is everything that 2K just said. To everything 2K said, just said. You don't go, and I like Robert Garcia, but you don't go into Robert Garcia and come out different. You go in there and you just come out better at what you was already good at doing. So, you, so, you know, this, this talk of being rejuvenated and all that, unless you're telling me, uh, you know, he's going to discover something that he never had and he learned new, okay. But I don't know what he has left in the tank. And he has surgery on his eye. Recently, so I don't know that you know how bad it. God feels. damn you, but how you gonna take the one thing I was gonna talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that eye has has has, has healed properly. So I got Quayar in this because of everything Two K just said. He's still explosive. Um, the guy, you know, he 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 has the ability to get inside. I wish he was using his jab more, but he's fighting the guy in the Mars that, that 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 don't use a jab that much either. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely see Cuellar winning this fight. I think the side, natural size difference is going to play a big part of the fight, especially with the way Marez fights. Like, he's a brawler, you know. He's not necessarily a boxer. Um, so I think Cuellar is actually going to break him down over time, man. And we actually could see Abner Marez stop again. Um, I think Cuellar's probably got a... A little bit more power than than Gonzalez is pretty pretty powerful, but Quayar's bigger than Gonzalez, Johnny Gonzalez naturally. Like he's gonna fucking balloon up and wait overnight, man. Like this ain't no small one twenty six guy. Um, right. So I definitely see Quayar winning this fight. Um, I actually would like to see Mares think about. You know, I, I hate to say you know tell fighters to hang them up and. You know anything before time, but you're, you're dealing with a fucking eye injury that he wasn't able to get licensed for in a certain state. You know, like he was denied licensing. This prevented the fight from happening previously in New York. You know, mm-hmm. so I I just think there's something about it that just doesn't seem right to me. Um, once you start having those kind of problems as well, like they linger, like it's not something that's going to go away. Um, so I definitely got Quayar winning this fight, and we're going to step into the, the real show, the real fight of the show. Um, we got J-Rock coming in, you know, uh, as a mandatory challenger to Jamal oh. Charlo, 154 IBF title on the line. 
this has been drawn out long enough, but it's finally here. Um, man. Bo, uh, I'll go ahead and start off with you. What you got to say about this one, man? Man, uh, this is a true 50-50 fight. Now, I said it then. I'm going to say it now, and I'm sticking to it. I'm rolling with J-Rock. But this is a 50-50 fight. Look, uh, what I like about this fight is Julian is an alpha dog, and Jamal, and J- Jamal is an alpha dog. So you ain't going to out-alpha dog Jamal. Jamal, is, J- J- Jamal himself is the alpha dog. Uh, the only, I'm rolling with Julian because I'm, I'm going to let 2K break it down. But I'm, I'm rolling with Julian for this reason right here. Uh, Jamal has been having trouble making weight. So I'm curious as to how his training can't win. If he's having trouble making weight, Julian starts going to the body. It starts becoming a hard fight for him. And not an easy fight, but a hard fight for him. How will he hold up stamina-wise if somebody's going to the body and the fight gets hard? Uh, Julian has fast hands, good boxing skill. Well, Jamal has the height-reach advantage, and he, and, and he tends to fight tall. But often Trout was having some success with the jab and some com- and, and, and some, com- and, and some combinations. You got to so, remember Trout's a tall fighter as well, though. He's a, he's a yeah, taller but, fighter but, so as well. But I don't think Trout is any more faster than Julian. And yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you know, Julian got an old school feel to him. You know, he's got that true grit. So I'm I'm rolling with Julian in this one, but it's a 50-50 fight, man, because, again, I think what, what's going to come down to is who's going who's gonna to have the worst reaction when something big lands. Like, who's, you know, when something big lands, who's going to have that reaction when you be like, uh-oh, he didn't like that, and he's going to try to stay away from that. But if it turns into a boxing match, Charlo all day long. Julian can't. Julian cannot keep it in in the center ring and turn into a boxing match with Charlo. I believe. He oh, might get it's, I, I don't think hey, he should, man. Hey, hmm. interesting. This is one. This is one of those things that we were hearing. Like we ain't seen all the goodies in Julian's bag, man. So, I mean, I, you got We got we got a whole study on that one. Um, two K, man. Uh, how you see this fight going? Your prediction? Yeah, I'm like. I'm opposite of the last statement Bo just said. I told y'all guys when we had Bretman on the show um, that in order for Julian to win, man, he has to outbox Charlo. He has to be on the outside. He has to pump that fucking jab. This is the thing with Philly fighters, man. You know, and me and my co who's from uh, Brooklyn, we talked about New York niggas versus Philly niggas. You know what I'm saying? Philly niggas, they thrive off of intimidation. You know what I'm saying? They on that they, they, they like me, that alpha male shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they walk into a room, they're like, I'm the nigga in charge. Fuck the rest of you bitch ass niggas. That's Philly niggas. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is with Philly niggas is if there is another alpha male in the room and he's not intimidated, well then a lot of times, fam, they fold because they are really uh, thriving off that intimidation. We've seen that with Meldrick Taylor. We've seen that with a lot of Philly fighters, fam. Um, so in this fight, Charlo, to me, is the alpha male, regardless of the fact, this crazy-ass look that J-Rock gives niggas, um, the fact that he goes in there and bodies people up sometimes. Of course, they're C-level fighters because he hasn't really fought anybody of note. Um, you know, regardless of his background, Charlo is the alpha male motherfucker, and the reason why I say that is because, one, experience, two, he's bigger, and three, he has that 
that uh that rude fuck you attitude. If you guys have ever uh, they both do. Both of, of, yeah, both, the of both of them do. Yeah, yeah both of them. No, are, man. Both no, man. No, I'm no, sorry. Jamel, hold on. Jamel don't have it like Jamal. Nah, yeah, Jamel yeah, is don't. actually rough. He, Jamel is worse, honestly. Um, I, I no, think no, no, Jamel no, 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 is no. a little bit rougher. Um, nah, not in not in the ring. He's not. Jamel is not, not in the ring. I'm Jamal saying as far as they're just being a mean person and that 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 dog like Jamel is is probably a little bit meaner than right. Jamal, and, you know. But this but this pertains to boxing and what how they actually portray that in the ring, and that's what, that's where I'm getting at. So in the ring, Jamal is the motherfucker, not Jamel. Jamel be Jamel gonna lose in a minute. You know what I'm saying? But Jamal, Jamal, he actually brings that shit all the way into the ring. Like it's perfect example when he knocked down Wilkie Camford and Cornelius Bundridge, the nigga was calm as shit. Like when you look at him in the ring, he's just calm. He's just like, oh look, another whack nigga trying to fight me. Let me go ahead and fuck this nigga up real quick. Even against Austin Trout when he's getting hit with the jab repeatedly. He's still calm as fuck. Like, there's no break in this dude, okay? I don't think a guy like J-Rock, even with the Philly background, if he tries to go in there and break Charlo, that is going to be a negative for him. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I believe, given the background, he's going to go in there and he's going to try to out-fight and break Charlo. That's why I'm going with Charlo in this fight now. He can actually prove me wrong and show me that he's a smart fighter because Charlo only attacks one way and one way only. He's calm, he waits, and he comes forward, and he's susceptible to the jab, and he has no head movement, okay? He's looking to, to j- pretty much jab his way inside or jab his way closer to you, and that way he, could get, he, can, he can have inside position on you. That's Charlo in a nutshell. He's not going to do anything different in this fight. So the game plan is, is fairly simple, in my opinion. It's all about execution. You have to outbox him from the outside and keep your fucking jab in his face, much like Austin Trout did. If I see Charles, I mean, uh, J-Rock going in there trying to out, uh, 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 alpha male this motherfucker, nah, bro. And, and, and like I said, given the Philly background, I think he's going to try to do that. That's why I got Charles about split decision in this fight, man. I mean, I, I think I, we, I we don't, could, it's something we can be proven wrong on. You know, um, I, I mean, I, I like J-Rock in this fight for some reason. I don't know. It's just something. I see. I don't know if this uh, wolf tickets as far as you saying the whole Philly persona is them being, uh, I won't say alpha dogs, but uh, alpha males, but just being, you know, menacing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, having that portrayal. But it's just something about them. I'm like, like, um, I don't think we have seen all we, we can see of Julian, all his tools in the bag. I think it's going to be a special fight, man. Like, we're, we're going to see a special – this is a real special fight. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've been saying about, about a lot of fights lately as far as Kovalev, Ward, Crawford, Postal. This one, I think, is actually going to live up to – really, really live up to the expectations. Um, Agreed. You know, this is one I really, really look forward to more than big, bigger names. Like, these are the kind of fights I love. You know, you don't get this off in two young guns, top of the top of the game in a division, number one versus number two pretty much in the rankings, going at it. Um, O's about to go, you know. Um, I, I'm i looking forward to this. I got J-Rock winning. I think he's going to try and uh, body him. Uh, you know, the way TK said, you think it's going to be a mistake? I think 
you know, that's what Ju- you know, that's Julian's game plan. That's what he does. That's what we've seen from him so far. I don't think he has the reach to try and box with Charlo from the outside. Yeah, he does. Like he has, he has a, he has a longer reach than Austin Charlo, and he's taller than Austin Charlo. Yes, he does. Okay, see, I, I didn't know that. I thought Charlo was the bigger mm-hmm. fighter personally, but um, um, so that that'd be interesting to see, man. Uh, I, I don't see him trying to box him from the outside personally, though. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, I think he's going to try and bully at one, at some point. I think we're going to see him try and bully him. You know that, like I just think yeah. it's going to come out of him. Um, so it's going to be interesting Damn. to see a, a boxer against a, against a, a, a brawler. You know, it, that's pretty much what it is. You know, and there's those a, are the best matchups always. Those are always the best matchups. Well, there's a fight, particularly I think it was Joey Hernandez that Jamal Tra- J um, Rock fought. This motherfucker was boxing the shit out of him. Motherfucker was using the jab. It, it, this is this is what he needs to do, man. The motherfucker was jabbing to the body and coming back up top. And then, so when Joey would be like, "Oh shit, let me let me uh, let me protect my body," this nigga starting up with the body. J Rock would step back. He had a wide stance, but he stepped back and he shoot that quick ass jab up top. Then he jabbed to the body, like that type of shit right there. That's what the fuck he's got to do to Charlo. He's got to do that. He did that to Joey. I think it was Joey Hernandez. I'm not sure. Um, but he did that to that dude the entire fight. Yes, he tried to bully him a little bit, but he outboxed him. That's what won the fight for him. That's what he needs to do against Charlo, fam. If he <laughs> he goes in there and tries to bully a motherfucker with a, the type of confidence that Charlo has, and he's bigger than you, nah, man, that's not that's, that's not the, that's not good. Like Hank Lundy, I, Ivan Robinson, all them cats, man, they saw. They tried to do the same thing. Meldrick Taylor, they tried to do the same thing, fam. And they ran like Meldrick Taylor with Chavez Sr. He's like, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to punk this bitch-ass nigga. I'm from Philly. And he was winning the fight, but at the same time, he was getting his ass whooped too. And you saw what happened in that 12th round. He overimposed himself with that Philly shit and got knocked out with two seconds left in the fucking fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can't it's, – it's written in history that when these niggas try to overimpose themselves on a guy with that type of confidence, they fucking lose, man. I honestly think that if he tries to bully Charlo, he could fuck around and get caught with something and possibly get dropped. Not knocked out, but possibly get dropped, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting fight, though. Yeah, um, you know, uh, we've seen Trout hurt before, and Charlo wasn't really able to, to buzz him. I guess it was more a, ma- a matter of Styles making the fight, making the matchup, that being a difference. Um, we haven't necessarily – well, you, you just mentioned the Hernandez fight as far as, uh, what, J-Rock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I, I didn't see that fight personally, so I can't really speak on it, but I haven't seen him – do a have a technical fight like that as far as where he had to stay outside and box. Um, so it is definitely going to be an interesting matchup, man. Uh, I had no idea. I didn't think Jay Rock was that big. I fucking stand next to him. He's not that tall, though. Like I'm not tall at all. They got and him. They got like, him. I, I'm, they got him listed five eleven. What a and he's not. He's, he's definitely not five eleven, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. I'm five eleven. I don't know. I've never stood next to you. Yeah, I'll I'll try and find the picture, and you guys can see I'm pretty much the same height as J Rock, if not taller. And I'm not no five eleven. You know what I'm saying? So that they got well, that shit kind of speed right there. The reach might be right got, though, because he is kind of like they got trout. They got trout five nine. 
Yeah, and I'm Trout. so I'm like yeah, like they probably match up. Five, like Trout and uh, J Rock are probably close in height. Honestly, like I'll be honest with okay. you, they're close. They're real close in height. Um, okay. J Rock's not no five eleven. Um, that's that we gonna we gonna we gonna push it to the next card. Uh, this is the HBO one. Uh, man, uh, we got Bud. You know what I'm saying? It was Neo. From Nebraska, Terrence Crawford defending his two 140-pound division belts against John Molina this weekend on HBO. Um, this is honestly, at the end of the day, this is a stay-busy fight and just something to fill HBO's car because they couldn't get the Triple G or Canelo shit they wanted for this date. So this is just something they put together to fill out their calendar year. So don't expect any fireworks or anything like that. This to be a barn burner. That's just me saying this off top of head. Um, I'll go ahead and let 2K start off on this one as well. So, um, my bad. I was looking at something. What was it? You talking about uh, Terrence Crawford, John Molina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be an easy fight for Terrence Crawford. Go ahead, Bo. If you got a second, go to the movement chat room. I think I know what 2K is laughing at. All right, let me go in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, – uh, we watched Adrian Broner outbox the shit out of him, man. I, I, Terrence Crawford, in my opinion, is a much better fighter than Adrian Broner. Even though John Molina is coming off a good win against Rusin Provodnikov, and he showed that he can actually box a fighter that has uh, Rusin Provodnikov's style and lack of defense, He's not gonna be able to do that shit against Crawford, nor will he ever be able. Nor will he able be able to maul him like he did Mickey Bay. Yeah. Chance Crawford's a much smarter fighter. He's just he, smarter uh, yeah, yeah. He won't get close enough to him at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see this is the breakdown of the of the wall between PBC and uh, top rank. Yeah. But uh, at the expense, at this expense, um. Nah, I'm not really going for it. Um, I guess we could go ahead and talk about this one. I didn't want to really break away from the fight reviews, but yeah, if you guys want to chop it up about this one, we can go ahead and do it. Uh, a lot. We had talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, Kodo is rumored to be fighting uh, finalized on HBO pay-per-view from Texas in, uh, what, February? Miguel Kodo is said to be finalized to be fighting... Um, James Kirkland at oh 154. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, there's hey, a, that rock, that's that rock nation. Well, no, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I'm the one to put it on blast. First off, no doubt. Um, no before, doubt. I don't no want to be the one to say it, so I'm, I'm going to see if y'all say it before me. Uh, Bo. <laughs> What the hell is up with this fight, man? And what's good with HBO? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, um, what's up with, with 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 these motherfuckers at HBO grabbing motherfuckers that ain't fought in a long ass time and tossing them in the ring with niggas? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure that out. Right <laughs> but uh, uh, something that's important is Kodo's contract with Rock Nation. And they want to make it a pay-per-view because they owe him $10 million for a fight. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so they're they, they're most definitely going to lose money. So they want to make the pay per view to see if they can get something, something uh, to make up for it. They rumored to be fighting this in Dallas. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if they've been trying to make this fight in Dallas, they're fucking up because the fight should be in New York because that's where the Puerto Rican fan base is. Yeah, you try yeah. Me, yep. You're trying to make some uh, tell, Yeah, tell, like, tell some man, like, to go see a Puerto Rican. Yeah, shit. Right. I mean, because, <laughs> right, because the reality is if you was trying to get Andre Ward and Colton in New York, why the fuck ain't you trying to get this one in New York? Like, I don't understand that move at all. So for them to try to have it in Dallas, Texas, I think they're they, they looking at the success uh, uh, Carnello had. But again, like I said, if, if your point is to target, because the only reason why you can have it in Texas is because of Kirkland. I don't think his fan base is that large. Kirkland may get Ann Wolf back to train him. Don't know about that. But if the purpose is for you to make some money, then the best bet is for you to have this motherfucker in New York and not Ann in Wolf Dallas. Dallas. Are they Wolf talking about having well. this at Cowboy Stadium or something? That, is yeah, that they're talking about at Cowboy Stadium. That's exactly what they're talking about having oh, at Cowboy hell Stadium. Oh, no. No, man. So... It, now, now you see my face with Kershaw signed with no Rock Nation. This is Man. another point right here. Another point. Putting Cotto in Dallas, no, Texas. No, I can't. I can't put this on Rock Nation because that's not Rock Nation. Why, why the fuck not? Okay, Cotto. Okay. Let me explain, motherfucker. Take some of that bass out your goddamn voice when you're talking to a grown ass man, nigga. Why the fuck not? What the fuck? Who's the promoter? This ain't they fault. Because the fighter, the <laughs> fighter is refusing to do something other than he's picking who he wants to fight. Look at the names Absolutely. that we heard. Marquez. Jeff Bowen. Peterson. Lamont <laughs> Peterson. Who else was Bradley. 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 Okay. Nat Kirkland. I, that ain't Rock Nation picking that shit. That's Kodo being a fucking diva. Yo. That's Kodo trying Y'all to cash really out. Y'all really would have been mad at freaking Marquez and Bradley, though. I know I, they ain't fought out yeah. before, but Bradley walk around that fucking 180, He's never even fucking weighed in past 148, and fucking Marquez has never weighed in past 146. I, like I said, I can I can understand the Marquez because of the weight thing, but Bradley, I think he could transition to 154 against Cotto a little better than Marquez would. He hasn't you know even saying? fought a 147 pounder yet. He's still fighting yeah, niggas in exactly. 140. <laughs> exactly. Bradley? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Who? What 147-pound fighter, full-fledged 147-pound fighter has he fought? None. I don't know. Let me look, man. I'm going to look. None. Listen, the only dudes he fought, and I say this name, and I got criticized by a motherfucker that don't know shit about boxing anyway, so I don't care if I'm criticizing him. Uh, but the only the only dudes on Bradley's resume, elite-level guys on his resume that he fought at 147 was Manny Pacquiao and Marquez, and neither one didn't. Like 2K said, they're not, they're not guys that train and come down to 147. They're guys that went up to 147. Exactly. Shit, Marquez is maxed out at uh, that, That's the kind of stuff we're going to hold against? That's right. the kind of stuff we're going to hold against them, though? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of being mystic. Uh, that, that's kind of mystic. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but, you sound real casual right about that. So nah, I'm just that. saying. That, that's what we're going to say. Like, if the motherfucker make the weight, he make the weight. You know, it may not be natural, but it may not be natural. Okay, but again, though, why are you picking, why are you picking dudes from from two a weight class below 
when you got yeah. all, all these motherfuckers at 154 that you can Carlo make a fight. Like, listen, yeah. yeah, dude, Tony Harrison. I don't even accept Tony fucking Harrison. You know what I'm saying? I, I was too. A branding. You already know what Coda was doing. That's why I'm like, I'm surprised that you guys is arguing. You say Smith. I don't even accept you say fucking Smith. Y'all know, y'all know what what, what uh, Cotto was doing already. That's why I'm kind of surprised at the at the stance. But um, to me, he's that's, just that's looking we, to cash we, out. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't exactly, looking to really be no titleist. You know what I'm saying? He ain't looking to be no top to, dude. That's that's what we're trying to get you to understand that how it's not Rock Nation's fault 100 mm-hmm. percent because Cotto is trying to cash out. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. It's Wait, that, do you know? Here's a dude. Here's a dude. Who put Dallas, Texas, and in, uh, in Cowboy Stadium and all that, that shit out there? That that ain't Cotto. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really. It's, oh, well, no, 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 that man, that's right. Hey, to be honest so. with you, it really doesn't fucking matter. The fight is shit, regardless. You know what I'm saying? Right. And let me say this. Let me say this about HBO. How the fuck are they gonna put this garbage ass fight on pay per view? And I'm not. A, I'm not a big Pacquiao backer. But how do you drop mm-hmm. Pacquiao for picking Vargas when you put this bullshit on pay-per-view? I'm sorry, but Pacquiao Vargas probably would make more money pay-per-view buys-wise than Cotto mm-hmm. fucking Kirkland. Come on, yeah. man. Now, so now, like, now, what the fuck is this? This is, now, this is HBO's thing, man. They, they, they ain't got to lose money doing pay-per-view. That's the thing about it. But they still could come out on the back end if it's successful. So it's pretty much like them covering their ass. Is this shit going to be successful to you? No, not, no, it ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm saying this is a low risk for HBO putting it on pay-per-view. They don't they but don't have to too many risks. They, but they dropped Pacquiao for that reason. They didn't want to. They did not want to pay yeah, yeah. for that nigga on pay per view for for fucking Jesse Vargas. But they'll do it for Cotto Kirkland. That's that that doesn't that's that's a contradiction. And the, and, and, and the right and right and the bad part about it was the fight that they that they went all in on didn't do better numbers than the Pacquiao Vargas fight. Exactly, Cold War. You know, <laughs> right? But, did not do better but, numbers. It is not but the same it, scenario, but I, I get what y'all are saying. But it is not, it's not the same scenario. But you, but you how's talking badly. Listen, how's it, how's it not the same scenario? How's it not? I'm curious to hear that. Not that the same scenario because one, we knew War Couple was agreed to pretty much close to a year in advance. They they had that just settled. It was going to be oh. pay view. That kind of oh, conflict. That's what I'm saying more than anything. I know. I know. Well, well, you know I just on that end. It, it ain't yeah. I thought you were talking about Pacquiao mm. Vargas, Cotto Kirkland's not the same scenario. Okay, no, we good. We yeah, good. it's right. not the same scenario just because it's we not good. two dates lined back to back, and it's not that you know it's not that same kind of thing that they had with the Pacquiao and why they had to make the decision. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you we know good. when you're doing it like this, it's low risk, low you know low risk high reward kind of thing because but, 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 they don't have to put out as much money on pay per views. You know they get on the back end with that. But here's my thing: if he wanted to fight. Let's say Cotto wanted to fight a 147 pounder at 154. He could have fought Spence. He could have fought yep. fucking uh, 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 Sean Porter. Yep. These are guys that that do walk around one one almost 160 and train down to 147. Yep. He could have fought any of them dudes right there. If you're talking about fighting some, you know that he could have. Man, he could. There's so many ways this dude could have went. Man, I'm 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 sorry, dog. 
Miguel called us. I mean, Timothy, Mad- Timothy Medina, call your boy, man. Call your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I ain't seen what he said about this one. He happy about the fight or happy about Cotto fighting? Well, what he saying? I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm definitely going to call him to the carpet tomorrow. You better believe that shit. Yeah. I don't really care for the fight personally. Um, with a guy that's fighting once every two years, every three years. Um, at one time, I would have been like, yeah, I would love to see Kirkham try and slug it out and get his ass knocked out real quick, you know. But, you know, I don't really care to, I don't really care for this fight. HBO pay-per-view is only going to make boxing look like more of a joke right now. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not good for the sport to have this kind of shit going. But- Cut him you look at him the, up if he if he's not gonna fight. Like to me, I like I said, I would I could deal with Marquez and Bradley. You know, Marquez wouldn't fight him at one fifty four because that's not his thing. But Bradley, like I said, he trains down to one forty seven. Like I said, so him fighting Cotto at one fifty four is kind of fair. They're both smaller one fifty four guys at that. So if they were to fight each other, so it's not that bad of a fight to me. Timothy Bradley's a good fighter. You know, he he has you know he has a a, a decent resume. Solid career. He's had a solid career. It's a good fight. So, like I said, I would have rather seen that one um, than, than the fucking James Kirk one. That shit has a whole lot better chance of doing better in Dallas and uh, drawing a better pay-per-view crowd. You know, it's not going to do good considering what pay-per-view, uh, pay-per-view numbers Pacquiao and Bradley have done. But, you know, um, like that gives you a better chance at success, basically. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, so we can go ahead, go ahead and get back to um, the reviews of these cards we got this weekend because we still got a couple more to cover, man. Um, we got the Anthony Joshua, Eric Molina card, and man, when I say this fucking card is stacked from top to bottom, like it's it's pretty stacked. The main event is probably the weakest card on the belt. You know what I'm saying? So, um, shit. I guess we go ahead and start with the main event, Anthony Joshua, Eric Molina. Um, yeah, stay busy fight pretty much. It was pretty much just said um, contingent on the result of this fight that Joshua will be fighting Vladimir Klitschko for the WBA, WBA super title. Uh, I forgot the date, but that's pretty much what it's looking like um, contingent upon this belt. If he does win... Klitschko fight is is happening. You know what I'm saying? So let me get your thoughts on this, TK. Um, does Molina stand any kind of chance? Does he does he put any kind of pressure on Joshua? Do we see Joshua in trouble for the first time? Well, not for the first time, but do we see him in any kind of danger in this fight period? Um, for Molina to win, this nigga got to fight like an amateur fighter. And what I mean by that is he's got to run in there run as hard as he can, as fast as he can <laughs> at Anthony Joshua and just start swinging for the fences. You know what I'm saying? Remember the guy that knocked out or knocked down uh, Deontay Wilder in the amateurs or in the Olympics? That, that, yeah. that ass white dude, that, that's how Molina got fight this fight. <laughs> Straight up, man. Like, if he stays anywhere near the outside, he will get knocked the fuck out. If he tries to think, he gets knocked the fuck out. If he's not Applying any pressure, he gets knocked the fuck out. So, the way this fight is semi intriguing because Eric Molina had, in my opinion, he had very good success against Deontay Wilder. 
getting on the inside and hitting him with those uppercuts. He was killing Deontay Wilder with uppercuts on the inside. But the difference between Wilder and Anthony Joshua was that at that time, Wilder's better at it now, but at that time, uh, Wilder wasn't great at keeping motherfuckers on the end of his punches. Anthony Joshua, that's his number one thing. He's great at keeping you on the end of his punches, primarily that, that straight right hand. So um, if he can get inside of Joshua like he did Wilder and unleash those uppercuts, this is a semi-intriguing fight. Um, but I don't think it can happen, man. I really believe Anthony Joshua. Plus, Anthony Joshua, he, he's got faster hands than Wilder, in my opinion. Um, and he puts combinations together better, uh, together better than Wilder, in my opinion. So I think um, I think this fight doesn't last past four, man. Uh, it's like I said, it's a stay busy fight, but it does have some intrigue to it. All right, Bo, follow up. Nothing really to follow up, man. This is uh, this is just a fight. Uh, the only thing Eric Molina brings in this fight is he's a big guy with a decent punch and he has experience. That's really much about it. Everything else is in favor of Anthony Joshua. Power, skill set level, uh, you know, everything else is in favor of Anthony Joshua. So this isn't a pick em fight, and uh, and uh, well, I'm not going to go into it, but I guess that's the reason why the card is stacked because we got some controversy bullshit going on on the undercard. Oh, yeah. It's on pay-per-view over there in the U.K. Right. <laughs> All right, so, but yeah, Anthony Joshua. Uh, oh, uh, the only thing I'm gonna say is, is um, if you go back and watch Deontay Wilder and Ariola fight, Deontay Wilder when he's no longer dependent on his power, you can see he has some skills. The problem is because he know he has that power. That's where his his, his whole thought process and his whole game plan sometimes just goes out the window. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely could agree with uh, what you guys are saying. TK said there's some 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 little intrigue here just because of what else is happening on the end as far as the uh, Klitschko possibility, which we know is going to happen now. Um, Molina tends to seems to think he's an improved fighter since the Wilder loss. Um, I don't know. Like, there's just something about Joshua that I've always been like, what is it? Like, I'm just missing something. You know, like, what is it? Um, you know, 2K makes the faster hands and combos, but, like, I don't know what it is I'm missing with him. Like, is something I'm like, is he? Is it his balance or is it he just looks sloppy sometimes? I don't know. Like, he just looks – it's something that looks different. You know, um, he's knocked out everybody he's been in there with, so, you know. Um, yeah. you can't take that away from him. So we'll continue watching his progress. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that he might have a limit. Like I don't know if he can go twelve rounds. Though that's probably what I worry about on the most is, is is actually going twelve rounds. What's going to happen if somebody could put him to that to actually take him there? You know, and I don't I don't think that would bode well for him. You know, but you know nobody took him took him that far, so he ain't got to worry about it at this juncture. Um, on the undercard, man, <laughs> man, uh, yeah, we got another heavyweight fight with Dylan White and Derek Tesora for, I guess, uh, White's what is he like the EB title? He got he goes British one of those, champion, uh, yeah. British, British holders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, the regional. I think that's pretty much the what his career is going to be anyway. Just a regional title at the end of the day, but. <laughs> Um, fucked up. <laughs> shit, nah. 
I call a spade a spade, man. Um, no doubt. No there doubt. was some controversy after the final press conference today between uh, Chisora and White, and, you know, Chisora's nuts already, man. Like, that dude just ain't got it all. Um, yeah, he flung the table at Dylan White. That dude, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know if they find people or suspend them for that kind of shit over there in the U.K. like they would here in the States. But, yeah, they they, they nuts over there. But go ahead, TK. I'll let you go ahead and start off with this one. I know you probably don't think too much of this fight considering, you know, the stage of Chisora's career now, maybe a couple years ago. But uh, go ahead, TK. Well, actually, I disagree with that last statement. <laughs> Just because... Derek Chisora to me is, is uh, I, I made a comment earlier. I said Derek Chisora has the personality uh, to sell a fight um, and to get fighters um, pretty much in, to, to, to keep a, a fan's intrigue on a fight that he's getting ready to be in based on the antics and shit that he, has, that he does. But he fails to deliver. I mean, he's like the fucking Hank Lundy of the heavyweight division. You know what I'm saying? Um with that said, Derek Chisora has never been on a high level to me. He's always been a B minus C for shit. A B minus might be too high. C plus level fighter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, he, but Dillian White is also a C plus level fighter. So that's where the intrigue is. Dillian White to me is fucking garbage. Um, I was watching him fight. You know, the cat uh, that that uh, Luis Ortiz is getting ready to fight David Allen. I watched that. And I was also watching, you know, Anthony Joshua, just going back and looking at some shit. I cannot stand his fucking balance, bro. Like, he, when Dillian White throws punches and he may not land flush, he just looks like he's going to fall over. You know what I'm saying? When he hurt Anthony Joshua, he couldn't finish him off because the nigga looked like he was on fucking rollerblades. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what is wrong with this nigga's balance, fam? Like, that type of shit right there, like, foot positioning... Uh, uh, ring generalship, balance, those things are the most important aspects in, box, in boxing. Like, they lead to all other success in the ring. You know what I'm saying? If you can't get that shit down, then you're not going to beat the uh, the fighters on the next level. I'm not saying Chisora's on the next level, but Chisora has the experience of a next-level guy. He's fought the Klitschko, yeah, the pool and, hey, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, he's yeah. fought these guys, and he's lost the majority of them, but he's fought them. So he can actually get the upper hand on an off-balance motherfucker like Dillian White. So it's actually an intriguing fight to me, man. It's more intriguing than the main event because I'm curious to see if Dillian White can pass his test. If he loses to Derek Chisora, in my opinion, uh, yeah, he, he, probably, um, he probably needs to be fighting for the EBU the Commonwealth, the BBB of C for the rest of his career. If he can get past Chisora, who's pretty much a gatekeeper status at heavyweight, then he will get the opportunities that Eric Molina is fucking getting. Uh, Johan Duhapis, Arthur Skoka, you know, Charles Martin, uh, Dominic Brazil. He should get those opportunities if he beats Derek Chisora. So this is really a, a fight that pretty much tells us what type of fighter Dillian White is. Man, like I said, I already think he's going to be nothing more than the regional titles that he is right now. Um, I haven't seen him grow under Jonathan Banks or, you know, training with anybody from the school of crunk. Um, I don't know. Like, he's kind, of, he's kind of plateaued, man. Like, I don't see him get improving. Like, he just is yeah. who he is right now. Um, Bo, I'll go ahead and let you put your put your two cents in on this one, man. 
uh, you know, there's there's really nothing to say. Derek Dillian White is nothing more than a younger version of Derek Shazor, in my opinion. Oh wow, that's actually a, the, probably the best thing said on this topic was that that shit is probably true. That's a good point. Very true. That's a good point. Uh, he's 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 nothing more than a younger version of of Derek Shazor, except he just he he just hasn't flipped out and went fucking nuts yet. <laughs> that's 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 pretty much about it, man. I mean, like Two K said, Derek Shazor, uh, uh, you know, he's he's come up short. The only thing he's bringing in that ring experience. But if Dylan White can't beat Derek Shazor, they I mean shit, that's it for him. I'm looking I'm looking at ESPN's website and they're no saying more. this is a WBC title eliminator. Does that ring a bell to any of you? Uh does that make any sense yeah, considering uh, Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because um you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna say this, man. Look. Eddie Hearns is trying to do all he can to make that path for Anthony Joshua as easy as possible. And as long as possible until he till he gets him to a big fight, which is the reason why I feel like he's fighting Molina is if he watches Molina quick, they're gonna start pumping up him and Deontay Wilder for twenty seventeen. That's the only fucking reason. Why else would you sign Lewis Ortiz? Why else would you go toward the WBC look? Come on, man. Stop. Don't play with my intelligence. Yep. Definitely hear you, man. Uh, definitely a lot of smoke and mirrors over there with Eddie Hearn, man. He uh, he talked the talk, he walked the walk, but he do some do some kind of uh, sneaky shit on the under. You know what I'm saying? So him and Frank Warren over there, they they got they little they probably the two biggest promoters over there right now. Hearn got the upper hand at the moment, yep. probably the, the bigger stable. Uh, Sky Sports backing them. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how they promotion the war uh, is handled over there. You know, they're actually switching fighters between each other at the moment. So it's it's kind of crazy. Like, they're back and forth. Fighters are going between each promoter. You know, the, yep. there was actually a rumor the other day that fucking Kell Brook is leaving Eddie Hearn. You know, um, right. I was actually hearing that recently. So I'm like, man, this, this is pretty crazy what's going on over there in the U.K. promotion-wise right now. Um, but they are pretty much the hotbed of boxing. If you watch any of the shit on Sky Sports, Sports and you see their shows, it's always fucking live, always. You know what I'm saying? That they fans come out and support. I wish shit was like this over here in the States. Well, you know what, though? You know? Here's the thing. Think about something for a second. Joe Kalzaki. Um... Joe Kazaki didn't get, uh, even after Kell Brooks beat Porter, guys on Eddie Hearns don't get the big fight until they what? Until they leave him. Or when they almost or when they almost done with their career. Joe Kazaki didn't fight Hopkins or fucking uh, Roy Jones until both of them dudes were on the tail end of their careers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's, de- he's, I mean, definitely, the he's definitely a street the strategist, you know what I'm saying? He's, oh, he's, he's definitely yeah. a strategist. I, I give him all the credit you know? well for it. You know, I mean, after Brooks beat Sean Porter, what the fuck did he do after that? Daniel yeah, exactly. no. Timothy Bradley, no. Brandon Rios, no. All the fights was a no-go. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and kick it into the rest of this card, man. We got uh, we gonna do brief, brief uh, predictions. Um, Luis Conception, he's actually one of becoming one of my favorite guys at one fifteen. Like that's actually a division we probably gonna talk about soon. Again, uh, we we probably have, we I don't think no, actually we didn't. I don't think we talked about one fifteen yet. So we're probably going to do a divisional spotlight on 115 uh, next week or something like that. Um, Conception, he's defending, you know, making his first defense of the junior bantamweight title he won against uh, Kohi Kono. Um, 
2K. I'm gonna let you, you like the little fellas. You, you big on these, big on these guys too. Um, quick, quick prediction. How you see how it happening? Uh, yeah, I got, I got a, uh, I got Conception taking the fight, man. He, he he's on a. Uh, I like your five. He's a good fighter, but I just, man, I just think Conception's on a, on a roll right now, man. He, he's he's looking for greatness, and I think he's gonna. Yeah, he's com- he's coming into his own right now, man. And like, well, I, like I said, one fifteen is a deep division. This is a guy you need to be watching out for in that division, along with the Quadruses and fucking, you know, uh. El Gallo Estradas and fucking Chocolatitos. Like, Conception is easily just as talented as these guys, and, you know, definitely pay attention to him. You know, it wasn't yep. just no no coincidence that he beat Kohi Kono. Like, dude, the dude is nuts. Um, yep. What do you think this looms as far as the division if he does win? What do you see happening with him? Um, do you see anything progressing as far as a unification with somebody possibly, or you think he's going to be avoided right now? Come on, conception. Yeah. Nah, he's not going to be avoided. I think. Um, I think guys like Carlos Quadras will take him on. I think, uh, like you said earlier, uh, Anoye. I think that fight will, will possibly get made. Um, I even think shit one Francisco Estrada will fight him. Um, yeah, he's he's fought Quadras already, so you know. But I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. At the, he seems to he's picked up a little bit since then. You know, um, what was that about like a year or two ago? Like a little yep, bit over a year exactly. ago. So he, yep. he's improved a lot since then. I wouldn't mind seeing that as a rematch, but probably Quadra still could still get him at this stage. But it is definitely a good fight. Um, I'll let you go ahead and finish your point, man. Oh, no, I was I was pretty much done. There's one guy I do want to mention, uh, Jerwin Nkaha, uh, the guy that uh, gave me Joe Arroyo his first loss. He's another guy that's, that's probably on a uh, mission just like Louis Conception is, and that fight could possibly be made. Um, so I don't think guys will duck him. I actually think he's going to have some opportunities, man, uh, if he gets past your fire. Oh, um, Just if you could give us a little insight on your fire. I know he's undefeated, but is he – Is he? do uh, you think you can see any damage happening? Do you think – does he give Conception any kind of problems here other than him being yeah. his eyes? Absolutely. He could catch Conception, man. Uh is a big fucking puncher uh, at that weight. Uh, he's 20-0 with 14 knockouts. Um, yeah. The only problem is he's uh, he's a uh, um, I think his reach is shorter than Concession. Concession's got some short ass arms, so I'm not sure they don't have a I don't know your five's reach, but he's a um, he's a fucking big hitter. Hitter. I mean, he <laughs> only problem is he hasn't really fought the bigger name guys of the division. So again, like I said, I I just think the experience and the fact that he's on a roll that he's gonna get past your five now, but he can get caught. All right, Bolo, you got anything you want to add on this as far as prediction-wise, uh, Conception versus uh, Yafai? Uh, yeah, man. I don't know why y'all have on Conception. Conception is fucking garbage. But Damn. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around, man. I'm just playing, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I do you better not, let me, better not let Scott Knight hear you saying that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah. For real. <laughs> Hell, for real. Yeah, no, nah, um, I agree with what 2K said. The only thing with Conception is he can, uh, in the last fight I saw, you can counter Conception. You can time him and you can counter him. And, and dude that he's fighting is a big puncher. So, But, you know, I see Conception winning. He's one of them guys, like you said, him and that dude, Jerry and Akajad, they, you know, they're starting to turn the corner now. So 
115 is heating up. All right, and we're going to go over these other couple ones. Well, these other two fights real fast. Uh, just to let you know, Katie Taylor, um, that's Olympic uh, medalist. She'll be fighting uh, over there as well on the card. Uh, we're not going to go into her fight, but, you know, like I said, women's boxing is on the rise. I look forward to seeing them, a lot more women fighting, uh, especially with the Olympic uh, women's Olympic program getting better and it's increasing, more participation. Um, it's only going to make the professional game better, you know, having that around. Um, I expect them to grow more than than the men at this juncture, actually. But that's that's just I hope. You know, yeah, yeah, I actually I expect them. I I expect the big growth spurt in them more than the men. You know, right now as far as popularity. But uh, let's get into this: Callum Smith versus Luke Blackledge for a uh, Smith's title. You know, super middleweight title, uh, regional shit again. Uh, he's actually in line to fight the winner of what James DeGale and Badu Jack, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so this is pretty much him staying busy. Um, what do you, how do you see this see this fight going? Um, potential prospects against uh, the Gale and or Jack. Do you see him doing anything to them in the future as well if he is victorious? Uh, I'll go ahead and start off with 2K again. Well, <clears throat> Luke Blacklist, man, he's been um, – He's been cradled since getting knocked out by by uh damn I can't remember the dude's name Rocky Felden um, a couple of years back Rocky Felden was a was a high tider, highly touted prospect out there in the UK and he knocked him out in the first round after that they're like hold up hold your horses we're not gonna put him in the ring with any more motherfuckers that could damage this dude that uh, like like that um but. Calvin Smith will be the one guy in, like, seven fights that, that they're going to put him in the ring with, and I think he's going to get knocked out again. Calvin Smith is on a whole different level. Plus, like you said, they got this uh, matchup with uh, the winner of James Miguel Bottom Jack uh, looming around the corner for Calvin as well, which will be his first uh, crack at a title. So I think um, this is just a stay-busy fight uh, just to make sure that he's in shape and he's ready for the winner of that fight. So I'm expecting him to knock out. Okay, Bo, follow up. Um, who you got winning this one? It's uh, Carlos Smith and uh, uh, what's the guy's name again? Uh, he's fighting um, Luke Blackledge. Oh, uh, I, you know what? I take Carlos Smith, but what's the fascination with fucking Carlos Smith? I, I I just wanted to know. Man, you already know what it is. Like the UK and Eastern European thing is just hot right now. That's where the sport is popular right now over there. It's popping. You know, you got you got to give it his just due over there. That's just what. Yeah, it but Carlos, but shit, Carlos Smith got 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 fucking popularity over here. I'm just like, man, what's the fascination with this? Dude? I mean, yeah, you know, but uh. It, it makes you seem like you know shit about boxing if you could bring mention UK UK guys. You know what I'm saying? That, that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. If, if you can mention the UK guy, you know something about boxing. Um, well, well, you know, for uh, for a brief moment, I think they did have the most world champions at the moment. You know, that was they claim the fame. So you know, UK big up on y'all. Y'all y'all doing it. You know, y'all got the popularity right now. But you know, we we gonna get it popping again. First time in decades. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we, we let little, we let little brother win a well, game. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it like like uh like uh <laughs> Wesley said to Billy Ho, the sun shines on the dog's ass some days, you know. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, but we go ahead and kick it off to our next one. Um, 
Actually, I want to ask you guys something else following up on Smith. Do you guys think he, he has a good chance against the Gill or uh, Badu Jack? Actually, Badu Jack probably won't even fight him because he said this is probably his last fight at once this day. So I'll just say this in regards to the Gill. Um, how do you see that happening? Do you think he's at the stage where he can beat the Gill? Like, I know he has some of the, the height and all that, you know, reach advantage over him, but has he got the skill level to beat Chunky? Yeah, I think um I think um uh Callum Smith is not a worse fighter than uh whatchamacallit, Lucian Bouquet or fucking um God I can't remember his name right. yeah, Rosalio Medina, exactly. And 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 Marco Antonio Parabin. Um even though James Aguil did knock out Parabin, but Rosalio Medina get him in trouble. I don't think Callum Medina, I had Medina now. winning that fight actually. I thought Medina won the yeah. fight. Um, I did too. That's the possibility. That's the possibility. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a worse fighter than that guy. So, yeah, and plus the way James Aguil fights, he fights really well in the first half of the fight. In the second half, he allows his opponent to take over the fight. So, that could actually happen against Callum Smith. Yeah, he has a chance. Yeah, he lets you back in the fight. James Aguil will let you back in the fight. That's his downfall. Absolutely. I'm gonna send it over to my boy Cuba Loca. Bo on this one. Um, your boy oh, Your boy, your boy uh, King King Kong Luis Ortiz against David Allen, another stay busy fight. You know, I, I'm happy to see him get work, but I would I don't want to see too many of these. That's for damn sure. Uh, you know, the Malik Scott debacle, and you know now he got this dude Dave Allen. He's going against um, Bo. I don't even know if he need to do a prediction on this one. I just want to see mm-hmm. his thoughts on and on on Ortiz's activity right now. So we we gonna just put some kind of good light on this one. Go ahead, Bo. I don't know what good match you can put on this one. He's fighting the guy with ten fights. <laughs> it, it, that's that's the one, one loss. He's one loss in yeah, the same fight, and fight. it's to a guy. It's to a guy on the same fucking card. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So he's fighting the guy with ten fights. Uh, I, I think the only thing I can think of is maybe this is building up to Lewis Ortiz. Depending on Lewis Ortiz's performance. Maybe this is building up to Lewis Ortiz if Dylan White win, Lewis Ortiz and Dylan White. Maybe maybe it's possibility to to building up to something like that. I can kind of see that a little bit, but outside of that, I, I you know I I'm gonna be honest with you, man. This is really hard for me to say, but you know, you know, you went from fighting Coney Thompson, Brian Jennings to fucking Malik Scott. Now this motherfucker, David Allen. I'm sorry, man. Lewis Ortiz need to be like, yo, man, I didn't come over here to be a fucking circus side show. I came over here for you to give me some some, some big fights. And that's what yep. you need to fucking tell Eddie Hurst. Well, that's the thing. Like, who was he lined up to fight against Golden Boy? Uh, what was the fight they were Alexander, trying to make when... Alexander Ustinov. Okay. So I'm Alexander like, Ustinov. yeah, so he's going pretty much drop down five levels. Not really. You know. No, I disagree. Ustinov is not the same guy he was six years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah, but Malik Scott, though? Malik Scott and Ustinov are on the same level, in my opinion. Same level, Ustinov, though. Yeah. Right, right, right now? 
Right, right now. Yeah, right now. Alexander, Alexander Ustinov is trash. He got knocked out by Kubrat Pulov. He's he's trash, bro. <laughs> I actually like Pulov, though. Like, I think he got a I good like, skill I like, set. I like Pulov, too, but you can't get knocked out by Pulov. Pulov's not Pulov, a knockout exactly. punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You can't get knocked out by that guy. <laughs> true, true. Good point. Um. So, do you guys see anything happening with Ortiz as far as him making major moves in 2017 uh, with Eddie Hearn? Um, do you see anything big happening, or was it just some some kind of wolf ticket? So, was it a mistake for him to leave uh, Golden Boy and go go to Eddie Hearn? Like we've seen him busy at least, you know, the latter part of the year. But it wasn't no. a mistake because it wasn't a mistake. He's staying busy. He's getting he's getting exposure. And over in the listen, the one thing Eddie Hearn is doing, and we see it over in the UK. You can fight mediocre fights, and people come out and support them fights. Case in point is 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 Anthony Joshua and Molina, okay? Anthony Joshua and Dylan White. That that did what three hundred, four hundred k. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you can do that over there because you know he's he's good at promoting and getting and getting it done. He put on good undercard. But I'm just saying though, when you think about the, the 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 biggest heavyweight he got right now is who Joshua. He's not going to put Lewis Ortiz in there with Joshua because he's trying to get Joshua to up for Klitschko, then hopefully a bigger fight with Deontay Wilder. So, no, yeah. I don't see nothing big happening for him in 2017. But as, but as long as he keeps him busy and he keeps him paid and, I mean, you know, keeps him well-known, then, you know, no, it wasn't a mistake because what was he doing under Golden Boy? He wasn't he yeah. doing that much under Golden Boy. So at least Eddie Hurd was fighting Bobby uh, tossing that with him. You know, I mean uh, – there was a phrase I heard earlier today. You know, there's a whole lot of bodies. Uh, there's a whole lot of bodies you can find at a graveyard, and that's what David Allen represents to me. He represents the body. He dug about the fucking graveyard and talked to Louis Ortiz. I right. think Louis Ortiz saw a sunken ship with Golden Boy, like we mentioned earlier, man. Golden Boy mm-hmm. really doesn't doesn't pay attention to anybody right now, but Canelo. So he saw exactly. a sunken ship and he got the fuck out of there. Uh, I think it was a great and move for Eddie Hearn, even, even though point, a lot of bullshit is happening. Case in point to what, what 2K just said, look at the situation Look at the situation with Quadras, how he came out like, look, y'all motherfuckers got to pay me, you want me to fight some of these top dudes. And I'm with Paul Gonzalez. Chocolate Tito. right, right. Yeah. He came out and said, y'all got to pay me, you want me to keep fighting these top dudes. Then on top of that, what Oscar says, Promoters got to do a better job promoting. You got Jojo Diaz and Roman Gonzalez. They ain't getting nowhere yep. near the push that Carnelo is getting from Golden Boy. Yep. Yeah. So. All right, and we got one more from this card, real quick. Scott Quigg making a, making his return, tearing around, about to stay busy. Um, I'm not saying shit. Yeah. I'm leaving these comments to 2K. You ain't you, right. you're not going <laughs> to yeah. piss me off with this one. Why do All I right. got to do it? <laughs> <laughs> You just let Bo punk you into it, basically. But uh, I'm gonna yeah, let y'all handle man. that. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all handle that one. <laughs> hey, look, man. I pay respect to my elders, man. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. But <laughs> man, uh, this for the WBA International featherweight title. Uh, apparently, uh, Scott Quigg has moved up in weight to 126. So moving up to 126, this is his first fight there. Um, I believe it's his first fight there. I'm, I'm yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. 
His, well, his spot, his spot was in the limit before uh, when he was he first started his career. That's why I don't want to jump the gun. But anyway, but yeah. So he's he's there. He's trying to get a a, a title shot. So they put him in here with this this guy uh, Jose Cayetano, uh, who pretty much is just another C level fighter in the division. I, I, you know what? I don't want to say C level. He's B level. He's B level. He's B level. Uh, that's disrespectful. But he, I mean, he he's a tough guy. He's fought some of the best. Never been knocked out. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a how do I put it? dangerous fight for Scott Quigg coming off of a loss and going up in weight. Um, but the fact that the fight is in the UK, if he's able to stay on his feet, he'll come he'll come home with the decision. He'll stay with the decision and possibly get an opportunity to fight Carl Frampton, who is uh, he's been saying he wants to rematch again. Oh, hell no. You got to see that shit again? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, we, we got another big heavyweight belt uh, with title implications happening on this Saturday as well, man. Uh, we all thought Danny Joshua would be fighting Joseph Parker this time of year for his title, but Parker decided to go the other route and go after the vacant WBO belt uh, vacated by Tyson Fury. Um, he'll be fighting Andy Ruiz Jr. in New Zealand on Saturday, um, also on HBO. Um, that's going to be televised, I guess, what, uh, forgot with the with the Terrence Crawford card. Um, well, this is actually a pretty pretty close, pretty good matchup. Um, they sparred with each other in the past, so that they are, there is some familiarity there between the two. Um Man, I I go ahead and kick it off the boat, man. What's your thoughts on this fight? No, I I actually like this. Uh, I actually like this fight. I think this is uh, going to be a good telltale fight with uh, Josh uh, Parker and um, what's the guy's Reeves. Um, <laughs> Andy Reeves. If Reeves, um, and it's a title fight too, isn't it? Yeah, WBO. This for WBO. Were you were you ignoring me the whole time? Oh, was you you was getting you was getting cussed out again. That's what it was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if, if Andy Ruiz wins, he'll be the first Mexican American to ever win a, a, a title. So he'll he'll be the first, I think, American-born Mexican to ever win a title. So you got some history implications there. Yeah, you know, he has a good chance. Um, we don't really know what Joseph Parker really has because he hasn't really truly been tested. My my only issue is I hope they get a referee that can fucking see. And know when you hit a motherfucker, you know, below the motherfucking belt. <laughs> That's my only issue. I hope they'll get a rep they can see. But, no, nah, this is definitely a, a pickle fight, in my opinion, because, you know, Ruiz, uh, the, if, if I'm, if I'm uh, Parker, I'm going to attack Ruiz's body because Ruiz is like Chris Arioli. He bounces up and down in weight constantly, and that can be an issue when you're talking about going to the body and, and longevity as the fight goes on. So, But, yeah, I, I actually find this fight kind of intriguing. Well, uh, you pick it, man. Uh, yeah, you didn't give us a pick on it, though. That 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 you left out the biggest part. Oh, uh, who am I picking? Yeah, I'm I'm picking the motherfucker that has his hand raised when the bell rings. <laughs> Is it okay? Can Wait, I mute better. him now? Can I mute him now? <laughs> man, he been tripping all night, dog. <laughs> Look. I hate, I hate, you see, sometimes, man, when your kids get out of line, you got to correct them. Bo, Andy Reeves will not be the first 
Latino heavyweight champion. It was John Ruiz. John Ruiz. Oh, I'm American. He's saying the Mexican, though. Hey, I hold think hold Ruiz on. was Puerto Rican, though, wasn't he? No, no. Oh, John Ruiz is Mexican. Okay, and he was born, okay. he was born in, in Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. He's an American born Mexican. He's already the first one. Got to correct your children when they fuck up. Anyway. Wait a minute. Who like yeah. <laughs> was first? Wait, wait a minute. What was John Ruiz? Wait a minute. What was John Ruiz born? Newton, Massachusetts. Mm. That's, in, that's, in, that's in the United States, nigga. <laughs> Hey, I read. I'm. Hey, I read. Hey, I read that shit somewhere. So go ahead, man. Nah, you good. All right. I correct. I correct the dumbass. Don't worry about it. Anyway, but um. <laughs> 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 nah, but uh, nah, but uh, uh, and also about the weight thing. I, I just seen a uh, how about called nigga John Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, uh, recently. The nigga is really thin. Uh, for yeah, the fight. yeah, he, a freaky really like, Yeah, I didn't, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that could either play a negative or a positive, but he did tell us, and we got to take his, we no longer have to take his word for it because we're actually seeing the physical result of it. He said, when I have back to back to back to back fights, uh, I stay in training camp and I'm more serious and I'm able to handle my weight. And <laughs> based on what we've seen, the motherfucker seriously handled his weight. So. Um, we'll see, man, how it goes. He looks like he's about 225. I might be uh, ridiculous on my prediction on his weight, but he looks like he's about 225. Um, Joseph Parker, I watched him him train. Man, his hands are fucking fast, man, for heavyweight. Um, yeah. John Weed's got fast hands, too. I mean, uh, damn, Andrew Weed's has fast hands, too. But, man, Joseph, the, the fucking mid trainer I was watching, bro, I don't know, plus the fights in New Zealand. I don't know when exactly Andrew Ruiz got to New Zealand. I know his flight was delayed, uh, so I don't know exactly when he got there. But New then Zealand when did he, did he fly? He flo- when did he fly out there? Did he fly this week or last? I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know when he got out there. It's a fucking. It's like a 17 hour flight, man. Because I'm actually planning a trip to go to Australia uh, this this coming uh, February. It's it's summer right now in Australia, and I'm getting ready to plan a trip out there, so it's actually it's 17 hours from where I am, you know what I'm saying, plus um, it's the next day over there right now, you know what I'm saying, so if this motherfucker only flew out there a week in advance, I don't think that's enough time for him to get acclimated with training out there and, you know, just getting acclimated with the environment, man, so that could play a part as well. Plus the fact that they're trying to push um, uh, Joseph Parker right now to be the, one of the next heavyweight champions, man, if he doesn't knock him out, be ready for a robbery if it's a close fight. I mean, I won't say if it's a close fight, but be ready that there's a possibility of a robbery. Because uh, with Ruiz being in the kind of shape you've seen him in recently, what do you think that's going to do for his speed? Like he was already pretty fast for a big motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So is that do you think? Do you see him being up right. there with Parker right now, or? Yeah. Wait a minute, nah, not based. It's not not based, on, not, not based on what I have seen, man. I, I seen um, just looking at Parker's midwork, man. That motherfucker was fast as fuck, bro. He looked like he was a goddamn, probably like a super middleweight. You know what I'm saying? The the, the, the yeah. speed that I saw. Um, but like I said, that weight can be detrimental, man. It can it can make Andrew Ruiz 
more tired. It can fuck with his stamina because he lost so much weight. Or yeah. it actually helps his stamina. You never know, man. So I almost really like almost like overtraining. Yeah. Exactly. Then exactly. in continuous camps. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shit. Well, uh, I guess both of y'all gave your prediction. Um, there's one other notice fight of note on this card. Uh, Jeff Horn versus Ali Funeka. Walter man, what fight. The fuck? Uh, it's not. We're not gonna go. We not. We not gonna talk. I was just putting it out there, man. Uh, I'm just saying that because Jeff Horn been rumored to fight a Pacquiao recently by Bob Arum. So, you know what I'm saying I just put that out there. Note, you know, um, that's hey. the only other thing for that one. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if y'all want to go into the other two. We can. Uh, well, I actually just. I'm not gonna go. We not gonna. Motherfucker, Joe is goddamn Puerto Rican. I fucking I said, I said, that's what I said. I said, 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 Mexican-born American to win the title. John Ruiz is Puerto Rican. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's still, John Ruiz is still the best, the first fucking Latino to win a heavyweight title, nigga. We're not going to, we're not going to separate it. Oh, well, he's the first, you know, uh, uh, Polish guy. Shut the fuck up, nigga. It's still Eastern European. We, 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 we did for the lineup. We said he'd be the first Polish champion, heavyweight champion we've ever had. When when Louis Ortiz won the title, he'd be the first fucking Cuban champion we've ever had. And God damn, I, I would celebrate that shit like a motherfucker too when he won. I that bet you would, no, you biased. He ain't winning no title. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Louis Ortiz ain't winning no title, nigga. Um, <laughs> all right, so we we gonna do a quick one on this one. Uh, later, Alvarez stay busy fight man. Now this just came up in the news yesterday. Um, you know, Alvarez is actually um Adonis Stevenson's mandatory, like Ben is mandatory for like a year, pretty much. Um that was supposed to be the fight coming up. Then they had to stay busy fight coming up with Norbert uh Dalbrowski coming up on Saturday in the interim and the Don him and the Dinosaur proposal fight in early two thousand seventeen. So now, um pretty much it's out there that uh, Jan Mike, Javon Michael, um, their manager, trained the big trainer out of, not trainer, but the manager out of Montreal. Like, he manages everybody out there, fucking Pascal, Stevenson, fucking Bitter BF. Like, pretty much anybody that's anybody in Quebec, he manages them. Lucien Butte. Um, Alvarez has decided to fight for his mandatory status against Lucien Butte instead of taking the fight that he's already earned against Stevenson. What the fuck is that? Um, 2K, I'll go ahead and let you start on that one. Maybe you might be able to, to shed some light on what the hell he's thinking because I don't understand it, man. I have no, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe he feels like he needs another fight before he gets in the ring with Adonis Stevenson because, let's face it, against that guy who took the fight on, like, four days' notice in his last fight, guess what he was hitting a leader Alvarez with repeatedly? The straight left hand. Yeah. What is Adonis Stevenson's best punch? The straight left hand. So maybe he noticed that. Maybe his team noticed that. I was like, hey, bro, you got hit with too many left hands. 
We need you to get into another fight, man, so you can you can hone your defense a little bit. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I mean, he could I... potentially lose his, his mandatory status against me, you know. Um, I honestly think this is more of a – I won't say I, – I, I call everything a money grab now. They they trying to grab some money. You just the, the bigger bigger name out there. That's just what it is. He still sell probably still sell everything out more than anybody in Canada. Like he's the biggest name out there, even over Stevenson, Pascal, all them dudes. He still probably sells more in Montreal. Um, it's a fight in Canada. The fight in Canada, yeah. right? Cause yeah, it's in Montreal. Auburn, yeah. He lives in Canada, right? Alvarez. Yeah, my, yeah, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. He 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 stays there now too. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm thinking what they're trying to do is basically make this the big the, the whatever fight happens either Alvarez or Butte they want it to be the biggest thing happening, and Butte is pretty much the money guy out there. So yeah, you know, Alvarez and Chalimba didn't really do too well, I guess, as far as viewership and all that. So I think they're taking that kind of approach with it possibly. Um, I don't think fucking Butte deserves this after the shit that happened with him and fucking. The dude Jack, like it's too fucking soon. Like I know he served, he he, he served the suspension or whatever they they decided. But for him to be up for a title eliminator and all that shit right now is just too much. Um, I'll go ahead and pass it over to Bo. You got any thoughts on this? I don't know why anybody's surprised. The same thing happened happened to Lucas Braun. Failed the drug test, get banned, come back, and you in the line for a title shot. So no shock at all. Just here, it's happening. I mean, Lu- Lucian Butte is just getting more chances than a motherfucker. That's all it, I can Exactly. Say. Gale, How is he getting all the these Gale, fucking title shots? The Gale, Jack, not is. You know. How is he getting all these chances at fucking titles, at fucking 168? They, you know, we got Darrell, both of the Darrells. Everybody's up there. They don't get half the fucking opportunity. And this dude is losing. Like, he's been losing. <laughs> that nigga is that nigga is a 168 version of BJ Flores. Stay getting chances, man. You know what? You know mm-hmm. what? Yup, yup. That's a pretty good comparison right there. I could agree with that, man. Uh, but I just wanted to put that topic out there because I, I didn't really understand what was going on with Alvarez's thought process becoming a mandatory challenge challenger for Stevenson for a belt. You know, and then putting yourself in a position against a view to where you still gotta retain that status. Like that that's just dumb thinking. Um, but I, I guess we'll end it on our reviews. There's a lot of fights this fucking weekend. Even fucking Felix Diaz fights on fucking Saturday, man, in the Dominican Republic. I wanna talk on that one. But, you know, it ain't no uh it ain't a big fight just to stay busy on the Dominican Republic form. But big up to him. I wanna see him in some big fights next year. That that's that guy is slept on, man. I don't know. It's just something about him. Nobody want to fuck with him at one forty or one forty seven. Um, nope. I, I can see him. I can see him and Terrence Crawford possibly fighting next year. I think if somebody's going to fight him next year, it's going to be T. Curl. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you see him his breakout coming at one forty or one forty seven? Um, probably at damn. That's a good fucking question, man. Damn. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I I don't know where I because I think they're gonna duck this nigga in both weight classes, dog. Because it's a. Do you, do you, it's you a think fair... Crawford would take him? You think Bud Crawford would uh take him on? Though? Like it's... that's the only guy I think that probably would be like the fuck it, let's do it. You know what I'm saying right now? I don't. But see, the problem is think... it's not up to Crawford. That's well, the problem. Well, yeah, right. But right, exactly. That's why I agree with both. 
And at the same time, I don't think that's a good business move for Crawford. Like, I do want to see the fight. Trust me. I, 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 don't, I don't take up for business decisions not one bit. But what I'm saying is Crawford is actually in line with trying to fight guys like fucking Pacquiao. He's talking about going on 47 to take on the champions over there. Felix Diaz is actually underneath Crawford in terms of prestige. So going backwards and fighting a yeah, Felix Diaz yeah. is very high risk. That's not a good move for Crawford. I don't think Crawford takes the fight either. So, I, man, I don't know where he gets his. Adrian Broner's in a good position to fight him. I mean, especially if he were to uh, look bad against Adrian Granados, he could still win that fight but just look bad. He could be in a position to fight Felix Diaz. But I don't know, man. That's a good question. I don't know where he gets his big break. There's definitely some 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 guys out there at 140. I'd like to see fight, man. Uh, Granados, one of them. I, I can't wait to see that AD Granados fight. Um, Granados is. You know who I would like him. to see Felix Diaz fight? Who? Amir Amam. No, man. No, nah, you don't. It, it would be a, it would be a re it would be a fucking repeat of fucking Sammy Vasquez. I, I'm not even lying. It would be a fucking repeat. Yeah, Omar Figueroa Jr. That's a good one. No, no, no. Nah, no. nah, Figueroa, killed, nah. He kills him. Figueroa has no fucking defense. He kills him. Yeah. He Figueroa him. ain't fought in like a year neither, man. And he probably gonna come back like 160. That nigga didn't jump weights didn't more than a motherfucker. He was 147. How about Maurice Hooker? Yeah, he was. How about Maurice Hooker? Uh, Maurice, man, you know uh, he beat uh, Mo Hooker. <laughs> Considering what happened in his last about, yeah, Mo Hooker got to go back to the to the drawing board, man. Uh, Mo Hooker is trash, man. Yeah, D Diaz will get in that ass right there, man. Like that, that's easy work for him. Okay, um, and 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 henceforth, that's why I agree with two K because all them names I just named, ain't nobody gonna take a chance of Billy Diaz. He he got robbed in the Peterson fight, but he, his skill set was so off the chain. And all these motherfuckers that I named and, and what you can, they're not finna take their chance, man. They're just not finna take their chance. Oh. All right. And pretty much for boxing fans out there, this is a big weekend for fights, man. So if you could find a stream link to any of these damn fights, you know, um, shit, even fucking Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is fucking fighting this weekend. So tune in yep. wherever the fuck you can. This, this is a boxing weekend. College football is pretty much done for a minute. Watch some goddamn boxing. You ain't got no fucking excuse now. Um, like I said, we're going to go into the final blow. Uh, Bo, what you got for us today, man? Uh, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to end the final blow on somewhat of a sad note, but a positive note. It's not just about boxers. Um, over this weekend, we heard of a fighter here in Chicago, young guy, Brown, was uh, shot and killed. And this was a kid that had great potential. He had the ability to go somewhere. He was a boxer. He was undefeated. But he stayed here in Chicago because he wanted to prove to people that you can you can stay here, remain here, live in Chicago, and still make it. He didn't want to just leave. Uh, he had family here and everything. And he was shot and killed and was senselessly. And, and what I want to say is, you know, um, to his family, you know, we wish him well. We 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 lost a good uh, another young guy, 25 years old, dies. Uh, this city that I live in, we need to do something about it. Something needs to stop. But what I also want to say is, the people who want to take up arms for a cause, don't wait 
to a named guy or someone like like Ed Brown shouldn't be the reason why you want to take up a cause. You should want to take up a cause because that cause is worth taking up. Yeah. We do need to do something about this. This shit needs to fucking stop. It really does. I I I wholeheartedly believe that it needs to stop. But don't just jump in and tell me you want to take up a cause because of this young man getting dying. And it's tragic. It, don't get me wrong. It's tragic. But there's a lot of Ed Browns out there that's being killed. So take up a cause because that's the right fucking cause to take up. Don't just take it up because you saw it on TV and you feel it's worth it. No. Take up a cause because it's the right thing to take up. That's why I've started my channel. That's why we have this movement. That's why 2K got his channel. That's why Twan does what he do. Because there's always a cause. And it, it, you don't, the cause, don't pick the cause. Let the cause pick you. But don't just take it up for the sake of, oh, and this, this is what everybody's doing right now. This shit with useless violence, with black-on-black crime, even, even, even right here in Chicago, and I grew up on the fucking West, this shit needs to stop. And it ain't going to stop until we all come together and bring light to everything that's wrong and really have a come-to-Jesus moment and talk about it. It's definitely sad to hear news like that. Uh, what was he, an undefeated prospect? What, 20-0? and 0, Or what was his record? Undefeated uh, prospect, 20-0. and 0. Yeah. He fought on the undercard of, um, I think, was it Pacquiao Vargas? Wow. Wow. That's sad to hear, man. I was just out there in the city over the weekend, man. Beautiful city. Even though the, it was cold as hell, you know, being winter and all that. It's a beautiful city, man. And for it to be marred with violence and the kind of stuff, you know, we've been hearing about in the news. Um, you know, I just hate to hear it be that to be the reflection of the city, man, because it's a lot more than that. You know, um, so definitely would like to bring some light to that situation. We want to dedicate this show, the show to Ed Brown. You know, our thoughts are with him and his family. Um, definitely got to end these senseless killings. You know, a lot of uh, good people are be de- being taken along. You know, uh, with this violence. You know, um, 25 years old. That's the last thing you should be thinking about. Um, you know, losing your life in that manner. You know what I'm saying? Especially when. You're not into anything negative, you know. You're you're putting a, a positive uh, energy out there like that. That's not something that should happen, man. So definitely need to get that that looked at, and you know, Chi Town come together. A lot of the the, the stars out there trying to do it. D Wade came back to Chicago. That was one of the reasons why he came back back home because he felt he he had a need to be there for this kind of stuff. So you know, uh, big up to Bo bringing that up for the final blow. Um, you know, definitely uh, sad to hear, man. And with that, you know, we're going to conclude the show, man. Uh, for our two co-hosts that couldn't be here today, uh, Bernard, they cool, you know what I'm saying? Hope to have you on next week, man. Stay up. We held it down for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit, to my other co-host, Bo, two the facts about boxing, check them out. Uh, you want to drop your, your, your Twitter and your YouTube and all that right now you, you, while you got a chance? Yeah, truth and fact about boxing. Uh, you can also follow us on truth uh, underscore fact box one on um, uh, Twitter and also on Instagram, truth underscore fact box one. All right, and our other co-host, we got 2K from the guys of Boxing Talk. You know, he got a show as well with his partner, Seth. Um, go ahead and drop your info for your show, um, YouTube, Twitter, if you got any of that, you know. Yeah, it's just... Just what you said, just go to YouTube, type in uh, The Gods of Boxing Talk, 
I'll lead you direct directly to my channel. Also on Twitter, it's uh, at Boxing God. Um, so yeah, man, let us know. Hit us up. Um, watch some shows and give us some feedback. Uh, show and I am Twine the Divine Liberty, writer, video journalist for HoopJab.com. Um, shit. I don't really do the social media thing. I just put out articles when I put them out, dog. Other than Facebook, you can catch me on my you can catch me on my Facebook shit talking shit in these boxing groups. So get at me on that or check out my articles, dog. Um, other than that, together we make up the movement, and it is what it is. Same to the next episode. Peace, y'all. Did you stop the recording? No, not yet. Freaking thing always does it after a little while. It freezes up. I don't know why. The website, I'd be having to log back into this shit. You might have, too bad, man, to break this up into like two parts or something. Uh, what, uh, oh, uh, for YouTube? I was thinking yeah. about it, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I might just, I might just post the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah, there ain't no need. There ain't no need to break it up. I don't think there is yeah. the need to because it's 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 pretty long. It was a pretty long one today. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of they're all long. Yes, yeah, I mean like the thing is though, people are gonna not watch the whole thing anyway, or they're going to stop it and come back later. You know what I'm saying? So breaking yeah. it up doesn't really it doesn't really increase viewers or listeners anymore. That's why I'm like, eh. I'm That's like, what uh, our boy be doing with our videos. Like, he'll chop it up into different parts, but I think it's kind of different with what we do because we be doing interviews and shit. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I have seen some people that, that do that as far as chopping down their, their videos. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. I don't think it increases viewership anywhere, in my opinion. I used to do that to my videos. It didn't increase viewership. It did really split it. So I mean I Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh yeah, I think we should uh, keep it in one shot too though, honestly. Um probably cool. would be the best thing. That shit was long as fuck though. That shit like three and a half, right? Yeah. Like three and a half. Gym, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, 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 I did, uh, he was a, he had a lot of topics, <laughs> man. You was I actually man, thought about fucking chop. Yeah, man. It, man, that's what happens when we do that shit in uh, 